Hey, what's up? Before we get started on this one, I want to give a shout out to John Newton of Woggly Square. They hosted an awesome event, 350, kind of housed them. Uh, Woggly Square brewed this beer, Peace of Mind, great uh, Northeast style IPA. It, it was delicious. Uh, they sold bottles of it uh, for the fundraiser February 18th, uh, at last Sunday out of 350 and they sold the maximum amount of bottles got the maximum donation for autism research uh, it's a great cause if you haven't heard of woggly square look them up on facebook uh, well done on that john and the guys over at 350 but for now let's get down to business i went down to the well i went up to the northwest side of chicago to hang out with gary and aaron in the tap room over at alarmist brewing we covered mostly like their disdain for the Adams over at Maplewood, what inspired them to work in the beer industry, some of the other stuff we talked about, their badass ginger-bearded taproom manager, Chris, and just about everything else in the beer world. And, uh, oh yeah, Pornhub too. All right, welcome into another episode of Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast. And thanks to the wonderful folks, Adam and Adam, over at Maplewood Brewing, I am sitting in the brewery in the taproom of The Alarmist. Guys, say hello and introduce yourselves. Gary. Oh, hi, I'm Gary. I'm the chief alarmist, and uh, fuck Adam and Adam, right? Yeah, I think totally, we can agree on that. Totally. And then you are... Also, fuck it, Adam and Adam. <laughs> like, those guys are just... The worst. I told. Um, I tried to tell Adam Smith, that, you know, because he's he's trying to lose weight or something right now. So <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I remember yeah, I we like, were fat making him. we were making fun of him the oh last time God. we ran into him when he yeah. started that diet. We should definitely fat shame him like uh, like uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer and Rogan did. I mean that was right. That that whole that was exciting. Contest. The weight loss challenge. So. Um, yeah. Fat shaming so aside, also Adam is fat. So. Oh okay. He just wanted to. <laughs> yeah, they, that they're in like there. not drinking beer. I'm like, oh, for just the one of them. I think. And yeah. Sea Slack's just being cool. He's making like dough and shit. That's his thing. He makes mm. dough? Yeah, he makes dough, like pizza dough and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, Breads, okay. doughs, all kinds of shit. I didn't know. But, anyways, your guys' tap um, room's pretty awesome. Can I tell you I'm, that? I'm Aaron, by the way. It's I don't make Aaron. dough, I make beer here at Alarmist. I heard also Aaron is also. Aaron, if, yeah, that's mm-hmm. thanks to Key and Peel. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Skit, Key and Peel did you a service, huh? Forever been upgraded. Uh huh. Because everyone's like, wait. Aaron, I'm like, yep, that's that's mm-hmm. me. So actually, I'm okay with this. That's all right. It's a shame. But I get it all the time now. Yeah, my cousin's uh, girlfriend's name's Jack Jacqueline, so she gets a lot of Jay Quellens now. <laughs> so she's she's also not immune to that. That sketch. is one of the funniest comedy sketches really is really in the good. history of man. It we really do we good. do reference that skit around here often, good. especially the insubordinate and churlish <laughs> part. Which are going to be beer um, names, by the way. Oh, should definitely oh really? Insubordinate and like yeah, a series? We'll do an insubordinate, be insubordinate and a churlish. I like it. I think we churlish. should. What would the churlish be? That's like some sort of a, a Belgian we even, inspired. We already have the name. Yeah, no, we just have to design know. the beer. Yeah, we just we got <laughs> the names. So we s- usually start with the name. It's such a great word. Can you fellas tell them where, where you're at here and where, where are we located at in the great city of Chicago? Aaron? Saganash, which I didn't know what a Saganash was until I, I started working way. here. Um, so we're on the northwest side of the city, way northwest, almost way the northwest. suburbs northwest. Uh, we're the first brewery in this neighborhood, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. We're just south of Lincolnwood, and we're uh, we're if anyone knows, like there's a Whole Foods down the street at Cicero and Peterson, and we're a little bit. We're about a mile 
east of that, and we're at Peterson and Pulaski. I can just thank you guys first off for having parking. I didn't have to like that's, find uh, a spot that's pretty somewhere. Nice. It's really nice. <laughs> we're also yeah. by a lot of like there's a lot of graveyards and stuff around here, which, which also nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People always reference those when I mention where we are. They're like, "Oh, you're by Montrose Cemetery." I'm like, "Yeah, yes, <laughs> kind I of." I guess so. Yeah, so it, it's a weird Sagenash is a um, it's a a very nice neighborhood, very uh, affluent, and they they've had a um, they've had a uh, liquor moratorium for a long time uh, in the area, which is basically just something the city did for a lot of areas, just so they wouldn't have liquor stores and bars popping up that were causing problems. Sort of like basically making sure you're going to be a good citizen. And uh, before they let you in. So what does the moratorium involve? What, what, are, what are the restrictions on they're that? They're actually, literally, they're lying. I'm going to have to make you stay on your mic, aren't I? I can see that now. This, I'm going to chain it. There's city there. ordinances, and you, you actually go to city ordinance, and you can see block by block where these uh, moratoriums. And they're both for different. There's uh, tavern moratoriums, and then there's packaged goods moratoriums, liquor stores. And the reason he did this... Um, is because it can be really hard to close down a bar or a liquor store. It can take years um, if they're attracting bad people or whatever. So uh, at some point, different aldermen decided, you know, we're going to make you ask uh, to be able to do this. And uh, of all the things we've had to deal with, that's probably been the easiest because I found out our first moratorium for the tavern license type thing, <laughs> I found out on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that it had been lifted. I knew nice. I knew they were doing it, but I didn't know it was like a month later and boom. Well, Twitter's a reliable news source. Super, so super I mean that's yeah. Why wouldn't you find out about Twitter, it? On Twitter Twitter. One, Wikipedia two. Absolutely. That's where you get all the facts. And T M Z three. I mean I TMZ found out about sure three, I yeah. found out about this podcast on Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't even have a Wikipedia page. You probably, a, you probably should look into that. Well we started one for you, but we don't think it's very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so And it shitty. might be it might be sort of churlish. <laughs> it's churlish and you're kind of being insubordinate. Okay. So, all right. We're sitting in this awesome tap room. Tell us when did this when did this lovely part of your establishment open? Last April mm-hmm. 9th? April. Yeah, 8th. 8th, 9th. I don't well, remember. 8th was a soft Yeah, that's ish right. opening yeah. and uh-huh. then you guys are right back in my wheelhouse. The so. softish the softish opening. Okay. Well, it actually was a pretty hard opening because <laughs> there's a lot of people in here, and it was that was a really good day actually. Um, like but it. we're quickly approaching the one year anniversary, which is crazy to think about. And boy, are we gonna have a party! Oh, that sounds like. I it. mean, my birthday is around that time too, but no one here really cares. They're like, I, that, that doesn't. Oh, I can. I got that, that right away. I don't Nobody care. Cares. I didn't even know he had a birthday. Yeah. He assumed you just congealed somewhere under a rock. But the anniversary is going to surpass my birthday this year, and I'm I'm okay with that. That's fine. So let's roll it into one party. You so know, you guys so already like fun. have plans for the anniversary, or what's mm, yeah? Well, um, we were let's actually say yes. talking about that today. Yeah, like uh, so under wraps type stuff. Got to wait a little bit to flesh it out. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff going on, okay. so um, it's we haven't really focused. We <laughs> We got just gotta make some bandwidth to make it happen, but we were at, so the brewery has actually been here since February of 2015. I started construction yeah. on this son of a bitch in 2014, and uh, and then we didn't get the tap room open, which is I always tell people it's my single single biggest mistake was not getting this open sooner. But 
you know, that's just so, the way so it why? is. So why? Why not? What, what, just uh, I think I was just didn't think I think I was it? stuck. Uh, well, part of it's financial, and uh, part of it you is don't have unlimited money supply. Yeah, it's weird. As much as people may I thought we were think in an that. affluent neighborhood. <laughs> what is Doug, going on? Uh, yeah. Doug yeah. Hurst at uh, Metropolitan has a great saying. He's like, if you want to, if you want a million dollars in the brewing industry, start with two million. And that's about it, because you, you, we could spend every dollar you give, So especially in the city here. So, But we got it. We're, we're here. So it's been awesome. Yeah, it just it's took you like been two years. Just, Jeez. Like, it's changed everything for us. So it's been not just monetarily, but socially, community, and it just it's fun. We can brew a lot more beers and have more fun, experiment. It's just been really good. So who's brewing most of the beers out of the... Is it only you two brewing the beer, or is it only you, <laughs> Gary, Ron? Gary doesn't brew. <laughs> Gary doesn't do I haven't. I don't allow him to brew it. I stole it from good. him. Good. No, it's good. I you can know, tell he needed it to be stolen from him. I can tell by the look on his face. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> I, when I, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. I, I think I know what story you're going to yeah, tell. Yeah, I know what you're going to tell. I, I, like this friend, I, like, I like this story. This friend friend of mine, Steve, friend Bill and Steve, they're a couple. And Steve's no longer with us, but he, he would come to our house and he would, we'd go out and we'd be grilling, and he would slowly, sort of surreptitiously steal the, steal my the the my utensils and start grilling. He'd start taking over the grilling, and the first time he did, I was kind of annoyed because you know, I'm like, hey, I'm a dude, man, this is my world. Yeah. And then I realized I'm that he didn't even you were a guest in my house. He yeah. didn't even realize it, and he was a great cook. So I would tell my wife Bridget, say, hey, every time. You watch. Steve's going to take over the grilling within 10 minutes, and he would do it every time. So it became sort of a joke, but it was great. Cause, Did he, like, know. watch you? Like, is it, see if you walked away to, like, no, get he just No, he just, we could like literally start talking to each other, and then he would just, like, grab it and just, like, almost, almost like he hypnotized me. <laughs> and the reason <laughs> I, mean, I tell was you he, that. Was he good, though? Like, yeah, he, he was good? great. No, Better than you Steve probably? Was like, oh, he's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> feel some sort of correlation forming right yeah. now. I'm not sure. So Aaron did the same thing. So one day, Aaron starts like, "Hey, why don't I do this? And why don't I?" Do it? And next thing I know, he's he's taken over all the brewing, and so I l- do not brew at all. And I can't. I'm trying to th- think of on the last time it did just kind of happen organically, just because as we move forward, you know, not by force. It was, it was just like it just happened to happen. He needed the focus on opening the tap room and running yeah, the business. And while time. that was going on, I was you like, like hey, yeah, "I'm like, hey, I can." Uh, I can brew the beer while you do all that stuff, you know, and just to make his life easier. And then I, then he, then I just took over. And then took, I did. Took over. <laughs> but what's been great so. is Aaron, like he's gone way beyond anything I was ever doing, which has been fantastic. Cause he like, when he wants to do something, he figures it out, which is exactly what we do here. Uh, we, we have a saying, it's a, it started out as a joke kind of with my kids is, uh, I don't want to hear Speaking solutions. Speaking of which, somebody's stealing your children right now. They're all, they're all <laughs> just running away right Bye now. children. Oh, we, wait, <laughs> do we, do we know that person? <laughs> yeah. I think. That's my wife. I think we know her. Okay. I'm not sure. Just want to make uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, she took In case them. there's an Amber alert out. <laughs> it's a Bridget alert. Please. So, uh. Yeah, so uh, way beyond anything I've been doing. So it's been awesome because we. Oh, but back to the, the no problems. Oh yeah, so we always do the, We don't want we don't want we don't want problems. That. We want solutions. Yes. Okay. And we actually it, it's actually it started as a joke, but it's actually very it's how we do everything here. It's like, I mean, we'll, if you have a problem, that's great. Well, let's figure out how to solve it. So mm-hmm. we do this for everything. More and more it, it's, industries it's, need more people like that. 
Yeah, well, it doesn't necessarily mean we do it well. That's okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean the sol the solutions are always good, but we try to but focus on this. And a part of it comes from, uh, you know, I, I worked for this Japanese company years ago, and it was a very weird culture, a very small place. but um, Massage place? Not as far <laughs> as you know. And that was a big thing. They didn't really say this, but that's how they approached stuff. They didn't want to see finger pointing. They just wanted to know how to solve the problem. And it's, it's one Shut your mouth and solve the problem. Yeah, so it's one of the things I like I that. That's better than no problems, only mm -hmm. solutions. Do Shut your, your mouth job. and solve the problem. That's Shut the your Bill face. Bill Belichick, uh, Tom Thibodeau uh, mentality. Do your job. Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't know if you guys have seen or heard of this, a movie called Nightcrawler. I haven't seen that. You know I what know I'm what you're talking about. It's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, right? Jake, I, oh, I was yeah, watching yeah. the movie. I and may literally have seen that. There's a part in the movie where he's like, you're coming to me with all these problems. I want to hear solutions. And I'm like, see? That's it. That's he gets life. it. See? He's totally in the movies, too. He totally even, gets it. even the screenplay so, writer. Yeah. So that, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this guy. This guy this gets guy it. This guy knows <laughs> what's up. But we do. It, 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 it definitely it makes it super important uh, because it gives you focus and we figure out. Because it, it's just it's like any business. There's always problems every day, and it could be from a variety of different sources. And but mostly we have Aaron. to figure out how to do it. Yeah, I get it. No, no see, we, we have another employee now who's not here um, oh. named Ethan. But now Stupid I can blame him Ethan. for any problems. So Ethan it's nice Summer. to have someone underneath me. Remember when he broke that? He that broke. Got weird. He's broken he's really stuff. good at breaking stuff. Really? Oh, I like can't wait till he hears this because he's like, What kind of stuff is he breaking? Expensive like really stuff. Expensive yeah, brewing he's, equipment. Yeah, he's yeah. really good at doing that. Like what? Like what's he bringing? He broke Why that he's, weld he's on broke that. Welds. Oh. He's broke. I'm like, he broke a fucking weld, dude. How did you do that? I, I guess he's just he that. He's, he's so strong that oh, the, the welds that's understandable. contain mm -hmm. his. Anyway. It's usually a theme amongst <laughs> brewers and people in breweries: is, uh, <laughs> superhuman strength. When yeah, that's drunk. a true. <laughs> that's a true stereotype. We're very, very strong it's people. Kind of a thing. Is that? Yeah. It's mostly. Lanky looking, <laughs> I don't know, man. Soft, 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 um, soft in the uh, middle. Yeah, there's one. some, yeah. But so, Alarmist, why Why the name Alarmist? Oh boy, that's a and good also story. And also, I want that shirt. Do you sell that shirt? Because I want that. I'll just give you the damn it. shirt, well, man. You know, that one? Yeah. Yeah. The one you No, the one I'm wearing. Yeah. Wearing. The one you're wearing. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Well, that we're going to charge you for because you can't buy it. It's never been washed. Oh, even better. Uh, the alarmist name. Uh, we we were originally the name was originally Panic Brewing, and that name uh, came from um, just um, about about being afraid to do pursue your what you want to do with your life. I, I I worked in corporate America for a very long time, and very large companies, and uh, I did not fit in those places at all, and. Uh, my fellow employees always liked me. My managers always hated me, and I would have hated me too. So <clears throat> it just it wasn't working. And uh, but it took a while to. <laughs> when I say a while, I mean <laughs> it took till I was forty. Okay, so why why do you say that though? What, what do you think it was about you that you were good for the employees but not for the the management? I just I, I was not. I, like I, I don't like people telling me what to do, uh, and I just felt that a lot of the stuff we were doing was complete. Usually, just bullshit that never went anywhere. That, uh, that's not really true. I'm sure there were some good things, but I can tell you example after example. Cause I, I did software, web development, and there's so many things that we got put on, and it was just, it went nowhere. 
some stuff did, but I don't know. It's just, and then again, the other problem is <laughs> I just didn't care. <laughs> like, it's like, I, the what am I going to, the there. best, the best possible scenario is I do a great job and I get promoted to some other stupid job. So that puts money in your bank account to, well, that, that, that is actually an important part of it. <laughs> yes. But, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated, but the, the bottom line came uh, with my wife, who just left with the children. As you can see, she's alive and well. Okay. She That's had good. she got breast cancer back in 2011, and uh, and when she had it, I, I went. I was working for a large online travel company, and here based in Chicago, <coughs> and I said, uh, "Hey, uh, my wife is uh, she's about to go into cancer surgery, and I'm about to lose my shit." So. Um, you know, if everyone, you know, if I start acting crazy, it's because I'm like really, really scared right now. <clears throat> and what I got was a call by HR and, and a pamphlet on, uh, on psychiatric oh, wow. services and asked why I sent this email to my team. And then, uh, How big was your team? Well, it was like 10 people. 10 people. Yeah. And then I got, uh, and then I got fired, uh, two weeks later. Based upon this? Uh, well, no, well, to be fair, it was based on, on my performance uh but uh i just thought it was kind of shitty to do it then and uh they do have a lot of pamphlets though right and the thing is the really weird shit oh it was it was just crazy and i and when they fired me i did not give it when they the first thing i said out of my mouth is okay what's the situation with health insurance that's the only thing i care about where's my cobra yeah (laughs) and and so (laughs) and i was so angry i've never i don't think i've ever been that angry for so long about anything in my life. I mean, I just stewed about it for months. And this was 2011, you said? 2011, yeah. Okay. And then I told Bridget, uh, and we knew she had a very, very basic type of breast cancer that most women get, very curable. She's totally healthy. It's been, well, 2011, so six, seven years, almost seven years now. And, uh, and I told her, I said, when you get through this, I am going to open the brewery, and I'm not going to answer to anyone ever again. Okay, so you had this in your mind before this? Oh, I'd been playing around with it for a long, long time. Based on what? You started out as Well, I started brewing in 1990s. This goes way back. 1990s? Yeah, but back then I wasn't thinking about a brewery. the Backstreet Boys whipping up a batch of uh, some Pete's Wicked Ale. That's like uh, so weird that you knew I listened to the Backstreet Boys. What were you listening to in the early 90s, though? Oh, yeah, it's a little boys to men. Nirvana. Nirvana. Okay. You too. It's Pearl Jam. Well, you do like Pearl Jam. Soundgarden. Yeah. yeah. I listen to all that shit. Come on. But yeah. I. Uh, all, all good things. So okay. I, I. Yeah. I, I started homebrewing fairly early. I mean, there's been a lot of people who started before me, but at that time, there wasn't a lot like, like there is now. And uh, and it wasn't until the 2000s I started thinking about actually opening a brewery. And I started throwing the idea out. And uh, I had a friend kind of give me some some very smart ideas about how to approach this and the 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 basic premise was um when you you uh whenever you come up to something you want to do you create you come up with 50 reasons why you can't do it and he said start thinking about why you can do it and that's also a big part of this whole idea of coming up with solutions and not problems something i tell my kids all the time it's like well I, i can't do this okay you can how do you do it? And that's that's sort of a my guiding star from yeah, ever that since. That that and a good porn site. 
Oh yeah. Other than that, those oh, are the only yeah. two things that guide me. We can probably do a whole hour uh, on that you'll alone. Have to, you'll have to tell me about that site <laughs> later. <laughs> it's off, called yeah. Pornhub. Yeah. And I think it's if pretty much. If you don't much know it, Aaron, you should probably. I should probably get on that. <laughs> I, at this point, I think that's the only w- porn site. No, it no, seems there's like. plenty more. But they have we a lot of solutions on this site. There's, there's a ton of solutions. There's there's one singular problem, and and most of the videos will solve. I'm telling Kaiser about this. I don't know what that is, but we're you know what. Right now, let me let me sidetrack you into what I'm drinking here because uh, you've told you're me what, a, it, you told me what flight, it was. Which and I'm gonna go get a beer. So you guys uh, keep talking. Right, Anybody need anything here? Beer? Beer? What do you need? By the time you get back, yeah, what do you he's need? gonna be super know, thirsty by then. Be, do you know what I like? I know what you like. <laughs> you damn right he does. <laughs> so you you explained this to me, Aaron, before I I ordered part of my flight. This yes. uh. You gave me like a, a thought process of like a Mexican chocolatey. Right. Like so you're drinking Juguito. Yes. Or as people like to order it at the bar. Um, I get Juguito, uh, Juguito, <laughs> Jugaido. Uh, I, I always kind of laugh when people try to order our beers. I mean, we do like to come up with names that kind of, I guess, may be difficult to pronounce to some people. But, Just um, to be like a dick, but no, I'm not <laughs> trying to be a dick. But I mean, we got phobophobia, which is a tongue twister yep. to some people. I get like phobia, phobia a lot, which I'm like, how did that doesn't even make sense? But <laughs> uh, the beer you're drinking is started out as a cask beer here because we do we have two uh, beer engines here, so we always have cask beer on here. Uh, which is really fun because it's it's only twelve gallons of beer and it allows us to kind of experiment and throw really play around a little bit, what, whatever the hell we want in there. So Chris Deering, our taproom manager, kind of came up with this idea. Where he's like, "Let's try to do like a Mexican cake, Mexican hot chocolate spicing, but let's do it in our in our hazy beer, which our our main one right now is called Le Jus. Um, so we put in cayenne, cinnamon, cocoa, and then uh, vanilla. Cayenne, cinnamon, cocoa, vanilla. Right. And then so we did explain it in the ca- to them, explain the, to them the visual. First. Explain so to them the visual, what I'm looking at. Because when you say those ingredients, I expect to see a stout or some sort of true. a True. So what you're looking at is a, is a very, you know, straw color, hazy beer. It's gorgeous. Um, so that beer, you know, started out in a cask and and we put it on and and people absolutely loved it like that was probably the the quickest we've ever blown through a cask beer really so um i'm like all right well maybe let's try doing a you know a full batch of it or you know not a not a full batch but like a a taproom only batch um not on cask so that's that's kind of how hugito came to be and it, it to me it, it's like you know it has like a horchata yes you get kind of feel get a like bunch that of cinnamon that. it has like and it has the yes. and at the end you actually get a little sit of like the the chili like you get like a, right. chi- a chili on there like it's got a nice little not burn but you can feel it it's definitely and there it's it, a it, heat. the problem I mean, it's kind of kind of scared some people like that beer is definitely very yes. polarizing like some like when i'm behind the bar like and i'm talking to people about that beer they're like like what's that beer i'm like oh there's cayenne in it. like nope i'm gonna mm. i'm gonna stop mm-hmm. you right no. there i'm like well i haven't i don't do chicken wings no. like right like <laughs> i don't do cayenne yeah. i'm like okay do well, I'm like, how about you just try it i'm that and guy more I'm often, the, i don't do hot guy but you don't <laughs> but 
But you, I do. I love spicy, so for me, it like. Totally you came makes at sense, me with a flight, and 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 their flights, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been to the Alarmas, is six beers deep. And what it are they? Is. Four four ounce pours, three ounce pours, or yeah, they're like four ounce. Yeah, pours, so. so you get six. It's basically s- almost two beers. So it's like, why not? And you got what? Twelve on tap. You we do have twelve on tap. And yes. Is it twelve so on tap? Twelve tap handles, and then also the two casks. So yeah, 14? twelve handles to two cask beers. So really, fourteen beers you can choose from. Really, right? Okay. So a lot of times people will come in and get two flights. They're just like, give me the whole menu. Just give me the whole shebang. So I'm like, okay, that that makes it easy on us. So. Yeah, so at that point, at six beers, I thought, well, well let me try that one. And I'm so glad that I did because it really it's so unique compared to anything I've had anywhere else. I mean, I would not think those ingredients in a hazy and then say that's good. You know, I think that that's right. going to be – it's really well done. It just kind of makes sense because the, the hazy beer already to me is kind of soft and, and somewhat sweet. And, you know, it almost – I almost want to say almost milky, like it kind of it makes sense with those with those spices. Oh, you see so. it now, the milkshake IPA. <laughs> yeah, see, you see those everywhere. And because and because the base beer in that one actually has lactose in it, so it it gives it that little bit of of sweetness in it, which which works very well with those spices. So how long how long did you start? You started home brewing, I'm guessing. That's where you that's where your background lies. I did. Um, I started seven years ago. Um, just. My one of my brother's friends is home brewing and it sounded fun, so you know I started brewing with my brother, and then it kind of got out of hand. Snowball, yeah, in and then some it turned sense. into, you know, turned into this. So, like, how does that, how does that work? When did you know like you hit the limit? You're like, I, I have to do something. About it. It's like it's, it's it's a problem now. We we talked about this a lot. I always call it like the the black hole or the other vortex because it's like you start wanting to buy more and more equipment for me it was all about that discovery era of craft beer where it's i just want to drink everything i can get my hands on how are these you know it's just so much it's so fascinating to me and how do i make these things and then it just got out of control from there <laughs> did you oh thank did you, you gary what did, did you, you what did you bring me i brought you bigger button bigger oh, button that's our american blonde ale did you, uh, did you go, like, jump right into all-grain brewing? I started the first homebrews I was doing were, you know, the extract kind of kits. Um, and then I got into into the all-grain stuff, which was a, you know, huge game changer. Black hole <laughs> of money. <laughs> it's like a boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pouring black. money into it, it. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the best parts about it. Awesome. <laughs> Not the spending the money, but all the things you can do to make things easier and more efficient and all that stuff but yeah and just it just really it control just your really recipes it just really made sense to me like in how every the other jobs i had it was all about like troubleshooting and figuring out problems and i always i'm always been a very creative person so brewing to me like kind of sums up everything that i like you know it's solving problems and but being creative and this art and science kind of kind of balance that is yeah, so important. That's what I. That's what I'm noticing a lot because I. I was telling you before we started, Aaron, that you know, I don't have a brewing background. I have started to homebrew on like kits and stuff with oh my father-in-law Jesus. and that. Yeah, hey, it's all pretty starting soon, right now. We're well, going to be on a podcast talking to you. I welcome to going to be. <laughs> welcome to the vortex. I have, <laughs> I have my first, uh, you know, corny keg of my own beer in my in oh, my. Here in we my, go. Uh, that is yeah. the best. I swear to God, that's one of the greatest it's things a, in it's life. It's a cool thing, and, but but you know, it's, it's not about me. So but. <laughs> 
Well, let me let me ask well, you. Well, no, it's okay. Let me well, ask. We're going to turn this on you. Yeah, we're going to turn this podcast we're around. Now we're interviewing you. you. Okay. No, but seriously, Aaron, I want to know. I want to know. You, you talked a little bit about the, your brewing background, but like, what what? How'd you end up here? How'd you end up where you're at today, brewing at Gary's joint here? Um, I just happened to meet Gary randomly at a homebrew meetup at what used to be Brew Camp, the original location. Um, oh, Lincoln there on that little side street. Gary doesn't remember. Any yeah, of this. it's uh, <laughs> it was uh, it wasn't yeah, Berto. He doesn't. He probably doesn't remember. But I mean, this was no, I do years remember. Ago. God this damn was it! A while. Ago. I mean, this was. That's when we had, six there's years a homebrew ago, club, easily? homebrew club called Square Kegs, which is based in yeah, it's a Square Kegs meetup, and that was one of the first meetings. Yeah, and I brought some homebrew and happened to start talking to him and some other dudes, and we ended up. I think we went to Fountainhead that night. That um, I don't so remember at all. Yeah, we might have been drinking, but um, you were doing a homebrew club, and I hope you were. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think anything of it. That's just the first time I ran into him. But then I. We ran each other a few times. But then I'd run into him here and there. All the Meanwhile, he was starting the process of opening this brewery, and I was kind of following along with that because he used to blog pretty extensively about the process of opening a brewery. So I would kind of follow along, and then I one day Do just... Do you still blog? He has so much time to blog now. It's like all that he <laughs> we does. We do have a blog link. Do you even and, blog, and bro? I, I, am, I, I did bring, I imported all the original blog posts in, which I, I, I actually cringe a little bit looking at them because uh, <coughs> let's say you someone. You were right about so many things probably. I was wrong right. about so many <laughs> things. And it's funny because I'm like, it's so it's so embarrassing because some, some of it is, uh, a lot of it was, was me being I was being an arrogant asshole, thinking I knew everything. I don't know why, but I look back at it and I just cringe. Because let me tell you, two things that will humble you in life are having kids and opening your own business. Uh, I, <laughs> so cut you right down. So now, right. So now I just question everything I say, <laughs> and you should too. Anyway, yeah, so back are to Aaron. Are those blog posts still available? Yeah, they're right. on the the okay, website. So people on the, listening on the interwebs should probably check them out. Is it on the Alarmist website? Yeah, Alarmist Brewing. Definitely check those out. So um, okay, so at this point, Aaron, you're following along with him. You're yeah, I was just, and that was, this was all you know the same time where I was heavily falling in love with craft beer, homebrewing all the time. You know, thinking that I would love to get into this industry. I just felt like it would be a good fit for me. Fool. Yeah, I know what a, He's a terrible fool. idea. Um. So he finally opened the brewery. He was on another podcast. Uh, how dare you? Yeah. Uh, what? How dare you? I am the only. Um, he was on another. I think he was on. You were on Good Beer Hunting for the first time. Okay, oh, that's yeah, good, yeah. That's good. I podcast. listened to that episode, <laughs> and I, would, I just personally was very inspired, not just about opening the brewery, but about I just felt a lot of parallels about what Gary was talking about that happened in his life and about what I wanted to do. So I just sent him a Facebook message, and I'm like, thanks, man. Like, awesome show like if you ever need any help and he was dumb enough to respond to me and I'm like so yeah if you, if you want <laughs> he's like if you ever want to come out and help like come on out i'm like oh okay like so i came That's out so and then i kind of never left so and then that, you phenomenal you were at the uh when we launched at the riverview tavern yeah yep. you and your brother and yep. then bridget met him and she's like you need to hire him my wife's a very nice person say <laughs> I don't know. My wife, my wife is the nicest person on earth. 
And so usually what happens, people meet me and they're like, oh, Gary, he's kind of cool. And then they meet my wife. Yeah, the one that just stole the children. And then they meet my wife and they always like her. Oh, she is much She's way cooler. And then they're they're like, why did you marry him? That sort of thing. You get that a lot? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. So it's kind of cool because, I mean, Aaron, you worked for a big hotel. Yep. Which now carries our beer all the time. And they're actually really good customers. So it's kind of cool how that worked out. But um but no, you I didn't just, work just, for the hotel. I, you I worked mean, for I'm, a contractor. I, I'm almost 33, but I I had been there at this hotel ass. for. I'm <laughs> old F. Um, yeah, you're old AF. I was at this hotel for five years, and I just got to the point where I'm like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. You know, like I'm I'm fortunate that I came to that realization early. Yeah, it's the right or, time. Yeah. Um, I'm like, you know what? Now's if I'm gonna make a change, now's the time to do it because I I don't have kids. I I can afford to to make this change right now and i don't want to keep on this path and then you know live my life with regrets later so i i don't mean to keep uh keep hammering you to talk more but aaron so you you kind of like i feel like you glossed over so what was it that you were kind of just it, you just didn't care for the job like what was it in your life that kind of like pushed you pushed um, you towards doing this making this leap again like kind of the corporate thing like i liked the work i did i was doing it work so network administration kind of Nick Burns company computer guy type stuff exactly okay. Okay. I was the IT guy in the dark office windowless office <laughs> Pornhub um, fix my internet <laughs> well I mean yeah I could actually look at dark how many windowless office. I could look at how many people in the hotel were currently looking at Pornhub oh, so that was phenomenal. it was it was a lot um, guy in 36 B's He's cranking I did. It right I did have that power, but um, and every time I'm on Pornhub, I com- I complain about the user interface and how I would have done it differently. Yeah. <laughs> the buffering you're the, here. You're is the only. You're the only one who like in the complaint department. <laughs> like, why are the ratings um, in the bottom corner? Why does a guy need to use two hands to navigate this site? <laughs> did I just say that? Why well, can't? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anywho, um, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, it was Everybody's a very. Everybody's thinking it, Gary. <laughs> Again, I, I, my boss was an incredible person, still friends with him. Um, but just working in that environment, I just, I just didn't see myself doing that for five more years or for, you know, I just couldn't continue that path. So I'm like, I need to change. This brewing stuff's really cool. I really think I could do well in this. It's kind of my dream right now. Like you felt comfortable in it. Like you know, brew days were probably comfortable for you. I take it. And like, well, I mean, home brew days were, but that that I mean, this is my my first professional gig. I well, never right, I never right. brewed no, on. I'm a saying like you, you, but you just pictured yourself like this could be something I would be excited and comfortable, you know, to do. Yeah, it was. To. That's I mean, that's when I was the happiest. Was thinking about that stuff or so many talking people are about that scared stuff to, to make that a, th- a career the thing that makes them happy you know it's like you can't just be happy all the time right yeah. no you can't you well, know what maybe you can i, I just i'm one of the crazy you're, ones you're, who yeah, kind of went for it crazy well, that's, shit. that's a, also a big part about alarmist and that's why i i align myself with that because it, it just made sense to me so when you sent that email off like when you click send on that email to him were you like did you think anything was going to come of that you're just like yeah i'd probably be like oh thanks appreciate it you know uh, i did supporting i that. just i just i had no expectations right um like it's not like you sent that thinking like i'm gonna brew for this guy <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna brew this guy's joint when he opens it yeah yeah i i remember getting it and i think 
if I remember correctly, this is, out of the I, trash I, I had a couple people. <laughs> so so when literally when I opened the doors, it was just me. Right. And uh, I had some people helping me the first, uh, I want to say three, four brew. And and, the, and let me tell you, the first half a dozen times on, on this thing, it was miserable. It was so was this stressful. The system? Yeah, That's yeah. the same system. Day yeah. One. And, and even though... Even though it's it, you know, a lot of professionals will say, "Oh, it's totally different." It's not totally different. It's the same fucking concept. Scaled up homebrew. It's huh? just, you know, it's just. I, I don't have to carry anything, well, except for the grain up the. Heat it and steep so it. Have and to carry <laughs> a lot of grain. But you know, there's some nuances and stuff that we. I mean, I remember like transferring the wart over to the kettle, and I had this fucking valve open, and the wart just starts draining onto the floor, and it's just these crazy things. And I had this guy help me before Aaron. And I don't know. I didn't. I'd met the guy once, and it was a friend of a friend. Said, "Hey, have this guy come. You know, he wants to help." And it was, it was so awful, like, like an just awkward a, thing. Like, or like yeah, this hopefully he's, uh, yeah, hopefully he's, hopefully he's not a. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm all spear. I don't he's even actually remember his your name. number one fan. So, <laughs> but it was so a dartboard with was, your face on it. So oh, <laughs> it was so horrible. And then, uh, and then when Aaron offered, he came in and he just like. It was totally different. Like he he wasn't just like standing there looking around. Well, he came like, in with like his pants off and was like, "Let's do this." Well, he like, did have no? his pants okay. off. <laughs> like that's kind of unusual, but he was. Presenting. But I did. But I did too. I'm like, so, I thought so. you were making. I thought we were bringing pants today. I thought yeah, that was the bro. dress code. <laughs> yeah, that's how we like, did. That's it. actually not safe. I thought it was a theme beer thing. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> but he like he just like he was asking questions and he he jumped right in. He wasn't like just sitting there to hang out he he was like super interested and when i went home that night i was telling bridge i'm like you know this aaron guy was, this guy was aaron a, a thing a this guy was wasn't there yet did no, this, we didn't have did this predate yeah and i was like he like he was on it and she's like well that sounds like exactly like the person you need and i'm she like, was like yeah that's why i told you to hire him <laughs> she's like yeah that's why i wish i married him <laughs> Wait, oh, I mean, I mean, you should definitely you? hire him. <laughs> Did I say that? What? Go to sleep, honey. You're fine. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So serendipity in some ways. Yeah. So you you just kind of knew instantly. Well, it kind of kind of ties in what you guys were talking about initially. It was the he came in there looking to solve problems, I guess. First, yeah, it was just, just like walk around. What do you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. What, you want me to do that? Well, right. you can tell. You know, you know like people you who you are gonna. Doing. It's not. I hate. You know, I hate that word go getter. But it, it, that type of thing where it's not like someone's gonna. You, you can just know you're gonna be able to trust them to figure something out. Mm-hmm. And and we work really well together, like figuring these things out because we have completely different perspectives. He's not just gonna stall and watch you until you figure out what it exactly. is. Exactly. Uh, like Ethan. Like the... Ethan will just sit there, right? I mean, you know, we should talk more about Ethan. He'll just sit there. It's so unfair because he's not here. Yeah. But it's that's so the much best fun. part. We can call him. Call him and put him on it's speakerphone. Dialed. He just we can sits give him there with his thumb up his ass, and I mean yeah. that literally. I wish you'd stop doing that because it's so gross. It's kind of unsanitary. It man, is. It is. Like, you don't yeah. let them touch the, the, um, but the grains and stuff, do you? <laughs> I mean, us, well, <laughs> I'm drinking the oatmeal. Uh, that's the only thing he's allowed to so brew. That's what gives it the twang. <laughs> and that's not um, by accident. <laughs> but that, yeah, I'm what, fine with what it. You're it boils off. To, <laughs> nice, what you're referring to, nice. What you're referring to, I guess, was just kind of always been my approach. Like, my dad taught me that. He's like, there's always work to be done. I've never been one to, like, in any job, to just, like, go into a job and just stand around waiting for a direction. I'm like, all right, what, what can I... I'm, like, I'm here to work. Like, what can I be doing right now? I'm like, there's always something to be done, especially here. 
even if it's just sweeping the floor or something, I don't care. Like, don't just be standing around and doing nothing. Yeah, that that, that drives me. Just I can't I can't do it. It drives me crazy. Up a fucking wall. It does. I, I it just I don't know why. I mean, I wouldn't consider myself the most energetic person in the world, but I swear to God. When I see, like, you're driving down, you see, like, city workers, whatever, and they're, like, a bunch of guys standing around watching Union one person break. work. <laughs> that <break>. would drive <laughs> me absolutely apeshit. I would right. hate that. But anyway. But anywho. All right. So we got we got a portion of, of your story, Gary. You talked about 2011 and all you went through mm-hmm. there to kind of drive you through. What else? What else? What else brought you all the way here from all these years? of The 90s homebrewing, I feel like we skipped some spaces there. Uh, the 90s. Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember the 90s? Oh, God. <laughs> Belle Biv DeVoe. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I love the 90s. The 90s were I great. Love the 90s. Wasn't that a show? Uh, yeah. Thank that, you. That Thank 90s you. show. Like, I'm, I'm, on the you're on it. You're I'm on the wavelength. I'm on the wavelength. The 90s were I, great. I myself I think just we're, turned 34. Are we like the same, I just so turned 34 uh, ballpark two day, here. Three, four, five days ago. I don't know. Oh. I don't remember what day it is right now. Five it days is ago. Uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Five days ago. I don't know why I know that. Well, a lot of people don't have the perspective of uh, Ooh, in the perspective. 90s of uh, all the, the first craft beer wave, which ended in complete disaster. Yeah, I don't have uh, that. Yeah. so I just it, remember Sierra Nevada being these, available. That yeah. Was about it. yeah. Uh-uh. And all these breweries That's popped up. That's the big reason up. I'm here, actually, is yeah. Well, uh, me as well. Us, yeah. so. Put a pin in that. Let's come back to it. Uh, we will. <laughs> Do you have, actually have a pin, though? I a, don't. I've always Pinterest wanted to put a pin in something. Site. Is there like a version of an audio engineer well, have an pin? App for that. Like <laughs> so I'm a retired So anywho. Go ahead. Uh, what, the hell, what the hell was I talking about 90s. now? 90s. So a lot of people. Of the 90s, yeah, uh, it was terrible. Uh, a lot revolution. of breweries opening up and uh, a lot of them were really bad, but we didn't know any better. So there was Chicago Brewing Company here and they, uh, they made a uh, Big Shoulders Porter. And this they is made in the 90s? Yeah, they were in the '90s. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even. Know I don't know how far, how long they you were, were wearing business. turtlenecks at the time. But you they, I was, <laughs> it was five years old. <laughs> no, <laughs> you well, you know, Josh, Josh D yeah. from Revolution worked at the other one, um, the other brewery that was here, and I can't remember. It was, I want to say pra- Golden Prairie. Wow! Right, and, and I remember had, drinking their beer. Started, right, yeah, and they re- they closed, and and this happened all over the country. These breweries opened up, and. I think it was a combination of uh, maybe the road wasn't quite ready. Dis- distributors were still, they were being in a chokehold by the big guys, and, and the big guys were passing laws in different states that were really anti-competitive. And uh, finally, at some point, it happened again, and now here we are. America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it, it was crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just been a... a I, I, there, this is not a linear path by any stretch of the man. I, I, I've done. I, you know, I, I spent most of my life doing technology-related stuff. You know, I have. I do. My background was engineering, but I did a lot of non-engineering things uh, for a long time. So it's 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 weird to see the stuff that I. <laughs> The careers I've had. Why are you all engineering backgrounded? I've been talking to some of the most it is brilliant a common engineering. Theme. Yeah. It's impressive. Oh, I, to me, it kind of makes sense, though, because there's a lot of engineering involved in in a brewery. You mean figuring uh, out weird. shit? <laughs> figuring out problems? Uh, yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, I, even even at the height of my engineering knowledge, you would not want to, you would not have wanted to hire me to do anything important because I, you know, I was, um, 
I was a very mediocre student. I was more interested in other things than than studying. Pornhub. Uh, well, that wasn't that wasn't there yet. The are we are we sponsored by that or something? Because you guys bring back, that up back in those look back in those days. It would have uh, it would have had to been uh, text based and <laughs> ASCII art. That's a nerd joke for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it, it th- that's the biggest thing I took away from it is uh, you know learning to solve problems and and. I couldn't solve an engineering problem if you, if you held a gun to my head, but the concept of being able to solve a problem and coming, figuring out an approach, and that's what I—the biggest thing I take with you me to this day. That. Yeah, well, I, I guess I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it seems like that's my strength, but so what was what was day one like when you opened this tap room? Packed, uh, and it was like the softer hard opening. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. the hard opening on the, it on the Sunday. It was a huge day. It all comes reach around. It was really uh-huh. cool though. Uh, it was just it was really gratifying because we, we you know not all, this took a lot of time, and these guys were off running the rest of the business, and I'm like trying to get this thing across the finish line and dealing with the licensing and dealing with everything else, and then we all we all you know did all the painting and cleaning up, and we built the Aaron's dad came in from Texas, and we built the the concrete bar top. And these guys put all the, the wood across the bar, and we did a lot of stuff ourselves, but it took a lot of time. It was just a huge, like, sense of relief and a huge celebration, and, like, all this. We've been pushing so hard to, to get this thing across the finish line, and then it finally actually happened, you know. It was just like, whoa. And now yeah, it's just, like, just it's un... Dis- I describe can't describe like that the, feeling. Yeah. It's just, like, it's Describe crazy. the importance of... What the tap room is now. I mean, it just describe like what the uh, tap room means. It to kept space. us in business. <laughs> um, Overstatement be, or no, or no, right on, right on. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, it is. I mean, it's. It's, it's so incredibly instrumental in, in everything that we do now because it's now we have a, a face. You know, people can come here. And that was the number one question before we opened this thing at every single beer festival. Hey, I really like you guys' beer. Do you have a tap room? And for two, you know, two and a half years, it's like no, but we're working on one. You, you know, know, so like we've thought about it. And a stupid ass times. me is like, well, you know, the writing's on the wall. Let's get this going. And I don't remember what the final, the final thing was to get this going. But that's just the way I work, and it, it's actually a huge weakness of mine, is to not. My back has to be against the wall before I really push, and and that's not the best way to do things. But. Uh, the tap room, the the concept of a tap room didn't exist here until until Half Acre opened theirs on 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 Lincoln. Uh, the original, the original, because right. that because because not even uh, was kind of Rev wasn't open there. Yeah, it was right? yeah. And Matt Matt Gallagher from from Half Acre, he's one of the the owners. He he told me early on, he's like, we would have we were we were struggling, and you know they were. The, the, they just they didn't have the tavern, but they had the retail store, and he said that right. saved them. And uh, and uh, and I took that when he told me that I I filed that in my back pocket. I should have put it in my fucking front pocket. 
Something. But something. I should have done it earlier. Lord, but I got a forehead or something. There. <laughs> so my cargo pants. So there's a lot of pockets. But the big problem, like here, it's a lot. I don't want to go into all the deals because it's not really interesting. But it but just it takes a lot rule of money. Number one of my podcast. Don't avoid the long story. Well, we're in a manufacturing zone here. Uh, you know, like any say, we have zoning. So this is a manufacturing zone, and because it's manufacturing zone, it, it took a little extra work. Cause like this wall here. If we were uh, a commercial zone, like say, like like uh, Old Irving Brewery, if you go to Old Irving, they've just got a chain link fence kind of separating you from the brewery. But because this Who is, we just did a collaboration beer with. Shout out! Oh, sorry. Snap. Yes, there. Old Segway. Irving. Old Irving is awesome. We Love should those guys, but I, we're not jealous of their chain link fence at all. Yeah, so not they, at all. But, but they're commercial, so this is manufacturing. So we had to build this not goddamn fireproof wall. So you see those chains? You see? Uh, so with these windows here. Those are very expensive fire shutters that are designed to drop in case of a fire. I mean, what the, the city fuck? is obsessed because of the goddamn yeah, history with it. fire. I get it. Well, yeah. And hey. it's old Bessie. Old Bessie hey, beer is incredibly flammable. So yeah. I get that. Uh, it's just insane. And I had to do. Seventy percent style specs there. I don't know. <laughs> well, I had to do more with square footage, and they don't. <clears throat> the bigger the area, you know, the easier for fire to travel and grow and spread. And they so we had uh, it's, it's it was a nightmare. So, <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't the end of the world, but that was definitely a it was definitely a hurdle. A hurdle right? Yeah, definitely getting yeah this place up to code and mm -hmm. to. And it's, be able to because it's to not a brand this, new so. building. I mean, you didn't get to start from scratch. Yeah, so. it, it's. I mean, it's. I don't know. I mean, the city is. The people I, we actually haven't. The people have been pretty easy to work with. So I don't want to like shit on oh, yeah, on the people sure. there. And Alderman Loreno has been really supportive and helpful and all this. But it just seems like sometimes the city could. They they just need to. They need to update their codes to reflect reality, you know, because I have friends that have breweries in other parts of the country. And this the amount of money it's I had to spend there. on this was what they, they would if I told them they would shit themselves. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. So. Right. It's super interesting. But like to hear like, like we said obstacles. earlier, though. No problems, only solutions. That's and right. So we work we through, don't solve that shit. We work through those problems and, and we ba -da -boom. were able to open. So, and now ba -da look at boom. us. <laughs> Bada boom. Hey. <clears throat> so tell me more about this this red bearded gentleman pouring the beers over here. Who's this guy? <laughs> we haven't made fun of him yet. Ethan got kind of the. I don't want to make fun of Chris. No. I like well, Chris. You know, I don't have to make fun of him. Well, Maybe Chris is our tap I've known Chris for a, a very long feet. time, actually, which is a, another story. But yeah, actually, how did you meet Chris? I forget. No, I you met, worked in a movie theater. I met Chris probably when I was 21 years old. Okay. Um, That's that so qualifies as back in the day. Chris Deering is our tap room manager. Great. Let the people know beard, who's going to be serving great their beer. Yeah, I met him when I was 21 at <laughs> my first job at a movie theater, which I was a projectionist back when they had actual film, and Super I was placing 35-millimeter like film together and building movies. But we kind of both got into homebrewing and beer on our own paths. And then I, when I started working here, I invited him out. I'm like, dude, you got to come out and just, you know, you would love it. And then... He's like, I have a beard. Very I'll quickly, come. me and Gary both realized. I'm like, he needs to work here. So yeah, um, like, what does that for you? Like, it just, it just, it's like going back to that, that you know, 
not standing around. Oh, he working was, here? <clears throat> yeah, like what triggered that in your head to say like this guy you needs know, to work here? You know, when he walked here. in here, he was he jumped in and was helping out and and showed that hustle and everything that we that I want, you know, here. Okay. So and any, you know, so it's not because he's a ginger and you <laughs> thought he had no soul oh, and he felt bad. No, well, well he's also it's a crazy son of a he bitch. He seems pretty so badass. He seems pretty <clears> he's badass. hilarious and. Yeah, it's definitely a cultural fit. So uh, we have us, we have Ethan, who he's kind of an outlier, right? We don't really he, – he got in here despite that. No, we actually love Ethan. <laughs> Ethan's hilarious. He didn't really pass the screening he's, he's process great. technically. So, so Ethan and Allison's our sales uh, marketing person, and she puts up with uh, listening important. to a bunch of children. And, uh, <clears throat> and then we have Bob, who's the our – most mature person here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And then Bob's our other bartender. And if anyone comes into the tap room and Bob's working, all you have to do immediately turn around. Ask and him. <laughs> ask him. Ask him to laugh and just listen. Can you want to do Bob's can, laugh? Can, can he do it? Can he I'm do it like on do demand? It. I'm like not going to do it justice, though. But well, he can just well, do you it. Try I think, it. I think, I think people like come in. Something. I think people come in for his laugh and for his personality. Like yeah, people love laugh? these guys. No, it's like no. You do it. I'll do it. Yeah. slow. Uh, and uh, that's natural. Uh, like that's like when he's it's actually. It's like a really funny. slow down. Um, what's his name? Count from Sesame Street or Count? No, what the hell? Count Dracula. Count Dracula. One The Count. The Count. Yes. <laughs> count Dracula. No, no. I could tell your children are older, so you. Oh my it's god. Been out yeah, the game like, for a while. But, uh, but uh, back uh, to culture. Uh, that's the part of our culture is having all these weirdos working here and yeah we don't like i mean that in the best possible way weird we don't like we don't like like if you're quiet and uh you have to be assertive and you have to have thick skin because we you will get shit including me all day long can't come in here like a little bitch yeah (laughs) yeah it's funny and i'm gonna put uh, that like that should go on our uh application application. like you cannot at least the job description the job description definitely gotta have can't be no little bitch but it's yeah cool. it's it's very it, it's super fun we have an awesome team and everybody just kills it so it's great forgive me i don't have a great math background so how many how many of you guys does it take to do it all we have four five, uh, five. me you so you got a couple Ethan, bartenders you got the we have five Chris, right yeah bob allison that's Three, kind of the six, main six core i think it's five five no one two there's Again. three you in There's this room six. right now. There's six. Okay. See, I was gonna say, I thought I had see six, that's right? my engineering background. I'm really good at math, and that's five. No, that's six. Well, shit. Solid. Solid six. work, guys. Uh, say yes. Who six. wants to talk about the system a little bit? We haven't talked about the system yet. What do, like what do you mean? Are you talking about the man, like the system? Or what kind of system we're talking behind about here? Me. Oh, the brew system? Behind the uh, oh. fire retardant with, uh, window expensive. Always with you. You're always wanting to talk I'm, about... It's girth and this it's guy. length, guys. Come on, it's girth average, and it's length. Average. Okay. I'm, yeah. Aaron's on that. Uh, I'll I be right back. I have to pee. Gary, it, um, I'm old. Let's talk about Gary's prostate <laughs> for a little while. Let's, so let's uh, the the system. Sure. You, we talked about it a little bit off off mic, but uh, explain to them what, what you're working with. Uh, we were working on a 20 barrel brew house. So a barrel's 31 gallons, to put it in perspective, but. Um, it's a two-vessel system. It's it's made by Marks, so it's all American-made America. stainless steel. Um, we're we're very fortunate to have a a really nice brew house. Like I, I, it does very well for us. It's you know, like he was talking about earlier, the the first couple of brews were a huge learning process, but I really think we have it 
dialed in right now. So it, it makes my job very easy. Explain like what you were explaining to me off mic when we talked earlier today. It was kind of like uh, you you got a space that you can grow into rather than grow out of. Right? Yes. Is that what you that's, that's, that's one of the first things it, right? that people say when they come here is like, wow, you guys have so much space, um, which we do, which was, which is great, which was, uh, I, again, going back to problems, was a huge problem at first because we have all this space and we weren't, you know, nearly producing as much as the space could offer. But the, the goal here was to, to grow into a space as opposed to growing out of the space um and we're the tap room has been instrumental in that and we're hopefully achieving that as we move forward here um so i mean that was kind of gary's long-term vision was to be a you know this wasn't just a little pet project small brewery he wanted to have a, a building that could support um us and to allow us to be able to put out a lot of beer here, Captain PB Pants is back. So <laughs> <laughs> he actually just peed his pants off a microphone. Hey. He didn't go to the bathroom, guys. We're just talking about the space being. Oh, kind of <laughs> God, just talking about the space being a space to grow into rather than what you see when you go to a lot of these places in the suburbs, especially. And uh, I mean, even like some of the hottest breweries right now, like Elk Grove Village. You go to Mike Palin's place of uh, microphone. They yeah, he's kind of cramped in there. Right. He he bought he got the space not realizing how you know, popular he was going to get. So whereas you guys kind of have a reverse situation here, you got more space to fill if you need it. Yeah. Uh, That's one of the reasons you chose this foresight. location though, right? Is well, it's, it's weird. So um, here's the crazy thing. Uh, even though it's a big space, uh, the cost is really cheap, which it just sort of, uh, it just sort of worked out that way. I found basically the perfect spot. It was, I needed something, you know, I have people here in the neighborhood all the time say, well, how did you end up here? And did you want to be in Saugenash? And it wasn't necessarily where I wanted to be. It was about, I needed tall ceilings for these tanks. I wanted it relatively close to my house. <laughs> and uh, the rent so had to selfish. be reasonable. <laughs> and uh, this building fit the bill completely. And... The rent reasonable price. is very reasonable, um, very, very reasonable. So even though we have more space than we need right now, it's not costing a lot of money per square foot or anything. And uh, our landlord, our new landlord is great. The pre previous landlord, well, that's another story, but it he was He can go fuck himself. No, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, wait. Well, you said it. Did I say that? You said that. We You're didn't. not wrong. That was Joe? But, but that, our that new guy, our new guy Ray, Ray Lichter of Lichter Realty, Who's fa really? family owned? Do we have a number? Do we have a card? Is there any benches in the neighborhood? The, they are the best people ever. They're, they're he's a big reason. Holy another, shit! He's another saw, big reason. I saw him on. I saw him on something when open. I was driving. Yeah, out he's here. a really like, yeah. Uh, so they own a lot of buildings, but they're family owned. He also owns the building that Maplewood is in. Weird coincidence. Fuck those guys. But yeah, those guys suck. But yeah, they make shitty beer. But. Except well, for morbidly obese punk is really the problem. Is, I I think their beer is really good. It's just the people there. It's the people. Have you met Ari there? Jesus. Oh yeah. What a clown. What that a guy's a clown. Fat fuck. <laughs> I know Adam is the fat. Adam Smith is the fat one. So let's be well. That you know, let, let's just be honest. They're all nice. Keep that keto but diet fat. up there, Adam. <laughs> but uh, th those guys were awesome. First of all, I mean, I mean, I just wanted to be 
Totally honest. They were great. They were a lot of fun. Well, yeah, you in know, all seriousness, I mean, they're really nice. You make fun really of nice. him for the keto diet, but these guys make fun of me because I'm doing the paleo diet. Yeah. So it's like... I'm with I'm I a, feel I'm your with pain, you. man. Aaron and I bonded, oh off, bonded off, Mike, because we are both huge Joe Rogan lovers. So uh, we, we, we've taken a lot of uh, cues from, from previous episodes of his podcast to get our life in order on the physical level. So. Is that really what Joe Rogan talks about? A lot. He talks really? about any, every, any and everything. But Ro- he's, uh, Rogan mixes he's between uh, stand-up comedians, uh, nutritionists. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Neuro, I just remember from that goddamn show where you had to eat worms and shit. Fear Factor. Oh, right. Yeah, right. that one. He did well with no, that. He that has was a kind very of his fuck you money. That was kind of good his for like, him. Yeah. He has a very good podcast. Yes. Really? I know it's, it's been one of the hyper intelligent and uh, huh. yeah. all right. Sorry, this is not a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll take this. We'll take this off microphone. I personally listen to a Pod Save Joe Rogan fan club. I'm after this guy's. I'm a Pod Save America guy personally, but that's not my cue as well. Oh yeah. Radio Lab. Radio Lab's always that's a good great. one to listen to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I'm here for the alarmist though. Let's let's talk a little more. Let's what? talk. How about we haven't more even about, about some of the basic shit. Like uh, yeah, like uh, you guys started off basically just canning and kegging mm-hmm. and moving kegging your beer start, through this yeah. area. Yeah, we just did kegging for the first and only year, like two, three beers, and that was a terrible. Start. It was not a good. No, really. <sighs> it was uh, just. It was distribution is. It was tough, Dumb. and we didn't have any sales. It was it was uh, it was just me and Gary for a oh while. god, and we were like, I mean, when I first started, why did I hear my name? I was Gary, delivering the Gary. kegs. <laughs> hey, look, more kids. Hi. I don't know who those people are. So <laughs> I, I, no, I, I literally, I was self distributing for a while. So I was, I was like, just me, and I, <laughs> I was this doing awesome. this, and I was like, this is, I'm like, I. This isn't part of the business plan. <laughs> I <laughs> getting in your van or <laughs> Oh yeah, it was uh, uh, yeah, he does have a van. Well, so back then I didn't have my Ford Escape, the van. Oh, rest Very in peace. My classy. Ernie, Ernie the first And so he would Very load classy. these goddamn kegs in there. And by the way, Giordano's, if you're listening, you still owe me you still Deposits? owe me like $400 for kegs cuz I delivered them to the the Giordano's that w- was in Andersonville and I never got paid. That's shitty. Well, it is shitty, and it's closed now, so karma is a bitch. And you're open, so (laughs) suck it. Um, So you guys do some canning. Tell tell me, uh, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit off mic, but talk talk a little bit about the problematic nature of mobile canning sometimes. (laughs) Not that it's not a good Um, thing, but it's... It was a very good thing because it, it allowed us to, you know, get into canning in a very... You know, timely manner and um, without a lot of investment. Because are you, you know, really picking your words? <laughs> like right no, now, no. I feel like you stalled for a second. Like eh, let me just say it this. It's been. Real, I mean, we've been canning for two years now. Yes. Pr- Gary's taking a picture yes. of some children. No, no, or don't, something. no. He's or taking he a taking picture a, of us, but still children. Oh, there's no yes, it's self- basically sir. There's no selfies allowed. Oh, there's absolutely oh. selfies allowed on my podcast. But uh, you should definitely keep um, talking though. <laughs> God, I, I just clicked off the camera. Hopefully the children didn't see that. But <laughs> They're um, offended. But yeah, we canned Entrenched <laughs> uh, for the first time two years ago, and that was the first time we canned any beer. So, I mean, mobile canning has been great for us. It allowed us to put beer in cans very quickly without a huge investment of buying a canning line. 
So Segway. The downside. Segway into that, Gary. Okay, talk about the downside. As chief and then accountant, we'll move on. Uh, chief, chief, chief alarmist. C-A? C-A? Uh, so, so uh, you know, everybody, uh, you know, you go out and you buy, you know, so our, a, a, a four-pack of six-ounce cans of our beer is about 10 bucks, right? Jeez, that's reasonable. Well, it is. Well, I, I think some so. People charge now? Yeah, but you. The thing is, our margins. These margins are, you know, meaning the amount of money we make on these is really thin, especially out the distribution, because we sell to. You know, this is how distribution works. Whether it's beer or a million other products, you sell it to a distributor for X, and then they sell it to a a, a retailer for Y, and then you pay. So there's all these people. You know, making some money, right? A lot of hands in the pot. Okay. And and by the time you get to that for mobile canning, our we make our margins are very razor thin, and they make no sense. So um, it's been great for here in the tap room. It's good because we we get to sell it, we get to sell it, and it's we get in the your revenue. Coolers, right, and they can just come and grab it as they exactly. go. Exactly, and not, we get all the know. money. Quite frankly. You know, dealing uh, with growlers all yeah. the time. You know, all, I mean, I know you so, do still. So but. people who are craft beer fans and anyone who complains about how much beer is, if there are those people, you know, there are. No, they, but they are it's alive just, and People well. don't understand. It is so, <laughs> you, you just don't understand you how expensive it is I to, it. To, to, to buy this equipment. It's capital intensive. And if you've never, if you've never owned your own business, it, it's hard to understand like how much money it takes to, to buy this stuff. This is stainless steel. It's very expensive. And this is all American made, by the Quite way. Quite large as well. And, and you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Steel. Long. What? And you're ba- you have it as a loan. So you're making a loan payment every month, plus your rent, plus the ingredients, and then all the hops that, you know, for these sexy beers, you know, they're oh, yeah. really expensive. And How much is Galaxy running you these days? We don't buy Galaxy. <laughs> it's too Galaxy it's is ridiculous. next Bitcoin as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, just we just won't even buy it. Might as well just own Galaxy, guys. It's just, own, yeah. And so, so I prefer Motowaka. Mo- <laughs> yeah, and those those Anyways, are all they're uh, really. I mean, you Go gotta on. you gotta understand. I mean, back in the you know in the nineties, which is I mean, it sounds crazy, but you know, hops were maybe three bucks a pound, and now you're talking three thirteen, bucks an fourteen, fifteen, <laughs> twenty bucks for a me pound. as a home brewer, <laughs> and that goes way beyond inflation, and that's just the way it is because you know it's it's it's, it's economics. The market decides, but get it. you have to reflect that in the cost. That's the way business works. So. Nobody's ripping you off. <laughs> right. And, it's and just the cost of what? it to make a profit. Say, if we don't make a profit, we don't make beer. And you cannot buy it if you don't want to buy it. Well, I, I, you I know, and that. most people understand that, that you know, and, and it's not just the, it's the quality and the love that, that's in this. Uh, but you don't get that with those big guys. E- even if they were a small brewery, they're, they're, the cost of them to make this beer is very little. And, and then when you're on that giant, that scale... I mean, it, 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 it's, it's unfathomable how cheap it is for them to make right. this beer, and which is great. I mean, that's just the way economics works. But like, I can feel A.A. Ron in all the beers that I drank tonight. So, you know, the oh. love is there. Well, without giving too much away, work. there's a little bit of him in every oh, beer. That's, that is true. Hey. <laughs> he just says, that and, is true. And, <laughs> and that's I, how... I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> deny. That, that was a statements. joke, everybody. Yeah, there is no F. If any of the health regulations, <laughs> there are no. There's no DNA of any sort. Everything is boiled, as far as you know. Everything is boiled. How's your spontaneous program? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's about to get a lot better. It's, it's great. Well, okay, let's uh, might as well talk about it. We exited out of the tap room. The first thing I saw was a very small group of barrels. So, yes. is that a is that a starter project? Is that something you're looking to expand? Is that something that you're just kind of dialing in? What's 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 your story with the, with the barrels? That is a I Everybody like wants to know about barrels. Starter project. Um, <laughs> the Mr. T Barrel starter aging kit. is a, a totally different animal. It's a totally, that'd be another job, basically, that, to do it properly. Um, so we right now it's just kind of a playground. Um, like I was telling you earlier, two of the beers back there might see the light of day because I think they're actually very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them are most likely... Or are gonna? I'm just gonna dump them. You're gonna find a drain I'm somewhere um, in Sagawa. <laughs> Where were we at again? It Saga? doesn't do us any good to release a a mediocre beer. So I completely be trust that. I believe that 100. percent Why don't force it on the public just because it's barrel aged? Well, know, we right. had so <laughs> we were afforded an opportunity to to get some awesome barrels. That was it was through Penrose, yeah, and Penrose. it was um, Tom. Good guy, love me some. Yeah, Tom. they did a big group buy, and they've done yeah. a couple times. And God, when was that? A couple years ago? That was a while yeah. ago. Yeah, and we weren't ready, and but we you ended went up for it. Th- the underlying beer, like most of those, are a, a Belgian triple we tried, and we were just stupid. And <laughs> that was yeah. probably Gary's recipe. Come yeah. along. <laughs> this is back when I was still brewing, and we Come were just Come along, uh, we were just dumb. I mean, I brewed a Belgian triple recently, which is on tap. It's actually and really good right now, and it's. Pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's actually really good. good. I don't know if you guys. got the try it yet, but that was not in your flight. But I don't want to yeah. annihilate that you with a 9.4 percent yeah. Belgian triple. So, but we, uh, yeah, me. that Senior first one, <laughs> that first one, <laughs> that first one, not so much. No. So we didn't. Again, that was when we were just getting started, and, and we put Brett. So we took different strains of Brett, and we put. And we, it's not just triple. There's several beers Say in the there. Whole name. Say the whole name. Name. There it is. Yeah. There's Bruxanella's Bruxanella's We tried a lot of different things. <laughs> so we have this all spreadsheet, and uh, we just we just like all right, let's just see what happens. We didn't we didn't honestly think that you, you know you can't take a a, a a a mediocre or bad beer and make it taste good. You just just because you put it in a barrel. But we needed something. Yeah. We just did it, and just to see, we just we just need to try something. So. We are not done. We will use these barrels. We are going to make. We're, we're, we. It is on our radar. At some point, we are going to start really doing some great barrel-aged beers. And and I, I've got. You know, I, me personally, I would love to see us get into like some true lambic-style beers. And I think Aaron's Sexy. Aaron's on that. But we got all kinds of stuff we want to do. But what we have learned. I want to do hazy beers in a barrel, bro. Like bra, bra. Who's it done that? Yeah, and seen that. Huh? <laughs> but what were you? That wouldn't work though, right? Because it got to be fresh, right? <laughs> you don't know. I'm sitting or does around. It? <laughs> or does one, it? One thing. Hey, Aaron's got it. One thing I've learned uh, a bi- a big piece of anyone who's opening their own business. Um, you have all these things you want to do, but you only have so much resources. By that meaning people and man hours, and you can't do everything. And it doesn't matter what you're doing, you cannot do everything. And and if you can, well, you're a god. But we 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 realize we Give can't him a do Christian it all. Christian Bale, good for you. Yeah, yeah there you it. go. I get so, it. So so we're you know we we we're starting to get a better understanding of what our weaknesses are and and how to address those, and just try to make you know really solid beers. Our beers have gotten so much better 
thanks to Aaron. Uh, they've gotten so much better. And, and I feel like I'm not they 100% just get better. sold on what you just said. Like, <laughs> and did Aaron make bad ones like, at uh, first? And got no, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, you yeah, know, our like recipes, I, I our processes. Yeah, we, we learned a lot. I mean, the first batch of beer I ever made, I dumped because well, I only want to go. It's so embarrassing. I don't want to talk about it. But we just we dumped it. And I we I dumped oh, it. You dumped it because I brewed it. Aaron wasn't <laughs> here yet, like, no, no. and it was fucking terrible. Separating myself from here this. before as well. So, yeah. but I feel like I've never talked to a brewer that hasn't, and one that brews good beer like they, they've always dumped. Yeah, because it's, that's it's more thing, of a like principle of like not releasing something that's shit just because you made it and you want to keep your costs now whatever it is I well mean, pete like crowley from haymarket has a saying and it is uh the most expensive beer you ever make is the one you didn't dump because you serve it and people won't they'll assume yeah. that all your beers taste like shit so yep. well i mean I, I i ran into this problem and this i don't want to go on my own little little rant, no you go I, girls but i think you guys will, i think you guys as, you as a you know brewer and, a, and, a, and an owner of a business like this have you have you ever heard of uh, Energy City in in um, Batavia? Energy City is a the, the wait a minute. Hold on, you didn't give us a chance to answer that. Energy? No, I have not. No. Yeah. Okay. So, now go ahead and so tell us what it is. David, uh, he 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 brews this stuff uh, all, all on his own, one barrel system. This tiny. He's got a little tiny space in Batavia, and he sells it once a month from eleven. Uh, once a month, at first Saturday of the month, from eleven a.m. to three p.m. He does about four or five very different beers. He's got a couple of New England. He's got a, a, a you know a big Russian Imperial. He's got some brown ale and IPA, and he does different ones every month. He's been doing it for about six months and then, or four months, and then six months before that he was just doing kegs to like local areas. So I just happened to find him. Somebody posted something about it on Facebook. He's got like nine hundred followers or something, you know. And I went out there and did the bottle release in February. Well, I got. All their different beers in my fridge. Their, their New England was outstanding. Their their uh, base Russian Imperial Stout, no adjuncts, no nothing, was just outstanding. And, uh, you know, we go to these bottle shops a lot. You know, you get these uh, taproom bottle shops. Uh, Iron and Glass is kind of my home base because it's mm. near where I live. So we were going to my wife. My wife's big into craft beer now, too. She loves all of them. She's a big stout girl now. She loves the big dessert stouts and all that. So we're going into Iron and Glass over the weekend. And uh, I brought beer with me. I'm like, hey, let's pop a bottle in there for them. You know, they'll open the bottle for you on site and pour it for the bar. And she's like, yeah, let's bring in the the uh, brown the brown ale. And I said, you know, we had it with us. And I was like, yeah. And we got out of the car. And I was like, you know what? Put it back. Because I was afraid that if I popped that for 20 other people, I hadn't had it yet. So I didn't know. I didn't mm-hmm. know if it was great or good or bad, you know. So I was like, let's put that back because I'm afraid if we pour this for the bar, they taste it. They'll never buy Energy City stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. I didn't want yeah. I didn't want to, like, put a bad marking on them, you sure, know, sure. in a public forum like that. So it was kind of like what you're like, like what you're saying. You don't want to put something out there because one taste and then it's like, well, this, this is junk. We're not going to go buy it back. And yeah. Buy it and it's not just it, I mean, it's, it's, it's also different beer. You know, we, we did a brown ale and we did a, a red ale. And we were just trying to add uh, literally some color and some variations to our, our portfolio. And we learned a lot. I mean, you know, we, we collaborate on the recipes, and they, they were okay. But we realized, you know, there's some, you know, you, you simply can't brew everything, at least for us. We don't have enough people to figure out, you know, if you're going to brew a brown ale, well, at least for us, we're not going to figure it out the first time. Right. It just just the way it is. That being said... When it comes to New England style IPAs, this motherfucker 
figured it out real fast. Like literally well, I, the I first batch. Of, I had a lot of help though. It's like it's like he knew where my brain was looking to go. Yeah. I w- I wanted to start that conversation eventually, and we talked. We would we would have that conversation at, at some point. Uh, so let's get I, let's I get started. I like the way he just <laughs> I like the way he just pivoted that because. Um, Aaron kind of uh, was was my preceptor when I walked into the tap room. So I don't know if I mentioned this at the top of the podcast, so I'll mention it real quick. I came into your tap room today having never tried an alarmist beer, having nothing but just Facebook knowledge of you guys. You know, just what I've heard from Adam and Adam over at Maplewood. Fuck and then those guys. Doing some, re- <laughs> fuck those guys. Uh, doing the research, um, you know, just on your website and through Facebook and social media. Um, I was, you know, as first of all, don't don't get me wrong, fuck those guys, but uh, <laughs> but Let's make I that trusted clear. Adam Is that the title Adam of the enough. Podcast? We could do that. Uh, we, I trusted Adam and Adam enough to reach out to you guys because they were really like high. They they had done a collaboration with you guys fairly recently, and they're they're like, you got to talk to these guys. You really like them. They they'll be f- super fun on the podcast. You guys have not disappointed, by the way. <laughs> and uh, oh, so because I. The bar was set, apparently. And <laughs> well, no, we, we, we love we love the Maplewood guys. They're the they, greatest they've people. Us out a lot, They're so, so they, super yes. awesome. So but I fuck them anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. So super fuck them. Especially uh, Fat Adam. I w- <laughs> Fat Adam Smith. And <laughs> I came in here, and I, I, I loved the tap room when I walked in, and I definitely did uh, my basic bitch research before I came in here and said, all right, what do they got on tap, you know? I I told you, Aaron. Like I like a lot of that basic stuff. I like a good big Russian Imperial Stout. I like a big New England IPA. I love that, all that stuff. And you guys have these variations. And the first one you gave me was what? Le Jus du, which is French for the. For juice. those of you who don't, abla French. Two. <laughs> yeah, it's the second right? juice. Is that? It's the second it's, juice. It's parlay, by the way. Or is it parlay? Actually, I don't know. I took French. I'm glad. It's I'm glad you did. I did not take <laughs> parlez-vous français. I did not take French. Yeah. Do you si. speak French? I si. took Spanish. But Jesus, yeah. people. I'm with you. So explain to them your thoughts on 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 the style. I guess it's. Or the, you guys will be episode 15 of this podcast, and pretty much every episode's had the same discussion, but always a different take on it. Oh boy! I, what, the first thing I said to you <laughs> when I when I had that your version, uh, your you know Le Juice Do, which you recommended over the other one, I was going to try. You know that was similar. Um, I got a non, not just orange juice. I got some bitter, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So explain to them kind of your thought process and attacking that style. Um, yeah, this was it something you wanted to do? Like it's still funny. And I'm going to go get us some more beers. Oh, you're so nice. Um, yeah, what do you want to try? Um, Speaking I don't, of. I don't, I don't remember what I well, have. Well, maybe tried. not the Belgian triple is that, at is this that point. Cask? Is that cask? Uh, is that a peach cask? That we there is a peach cask. Like a little, yeah. like a little one of that. that yeah, let me try it. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go on. Yeah, it's, again, it's, it's funny how much time I spend talking about this subject because I think it's the single most... It's the biggest thing it's that's an happened in beer. It's elephant in the room type thing, right? I mean, it's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely... I would say it's the biggest thing that's happened in beer recently. Like, not that... Like, what would you call the time frame? Like, a year, year and a half? I would say within the last couple years. year, especially, year? but... Um, it's it's crazy, man. Like, it's... There's so much emotion attached to this style of beer. Polarizing, almost? Very yeah. polarizing, 
um, a year ago, I was on the other end of the argument, you know, like, and now I'm the guy defending the style and and brewing good versions of it. By oh, the way. thank you. I, yeah, I have a really lot of people to thank for that, but um, not Gary though. It's getting rowdy in here for a Tuesday, like, hey, right? Tuesday. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, you get a little hazy beer in people, Man, and they start going crazy. Down. But um, yeah, you know, it's. I think it's. It really is like shaking the industry because to me it's a very American thing, and this is kind of. You already have craft beer, which is, you know, a resistance to big beer and all those things. But this is this takes it a step beyond that, and it's a very American thing because it's like. All these things you're not supposed to do in beer. This style is like, you know what? Fuck that. Um, we're going to do whatever the hell we want. We're going to hop this beer at a rate that is unheard of. We're gonna expensive, right? It's incredibly <laughs> expensive. We're going we're gonna to add hops when the beer is still fermenting, which, again, I was taught you do not do that. Which basically Absolutely. imparts aroma versus bitter and oil or, that, or what? I mean, is well, that is that flavoring too? As I mean, far as uh, as far as what, uh, adding the hops in the in the post in the fermentation process. Oh, so the, so the theory hopping. was like, I read you read this in all the books. It's like don't dry hop during fermentation because you're just gonna all that hop beautiful hop aroma is just gonna be blown out into your blown off bucket because the beer is still fermenting, so it's gonna get carried out with all the CO two um, that's being carried out during fermentation. So this style, again, I, I hated it, like, with a passion. I, I'm like, those beers just look ugly. Why would anyone hey, want to drink that? Everything yes. is broken now. <laughs> um, Did they just drop your mascot? What's I going have on? no idea what just no, happened. No, not yet. Our chairs are very loud. Um, They're on the podcast now. They got what they wanted. Uh, true. Um yeah, so anyway, back to this crazy, we're talking about hazy beers, which, again, we always in, talk about it all England's the time. Um, <laughs> I, I hate I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. The ones I had initially, I, I just did not like. I'm like, why do people like this beer so were much? Were they local, like, Chicago's, or they were, they like, they Boston? Were like, not, it I wasn't, like, too many locals. I just had, was it? Like, or I had the Heady Toppers, and I had that stuff, and I thought they were okay, but I, I didn't see why people were flipping but out Hattie about Topper them. Heady Topper was... Um, Hey, Topper was different, you know. And even that beer is not even that hazy. If you no, you're it. right. But it's more chunky, actually. It, and that one was weird because of the yeast strain more than anything else. Yeah. I don't know if they. I still don't know if hey, if they if uh, they do like the the sort of um, New England style Double hopping hopping yeah. regimen. I don't think they do. Again, I learned a lot from them because I read an art a interview with the brewer there, and the he's Alchemist. like, he's like, I kind of laugh at this trend now because I see people using these insane hopping rates and we're using a quarter of that, you know, and we achieved the same result. So, um, Gary was actually the one who pushed me to get into it. So he can <laughs> talk more about that because I was, well. the guy, I was the guy who was like, I'm never going <laughs> to brew this beer. This beer is stupid. Dumb. Well, so, uh, it's still, again, I'm not going to say never again. It's because complicated. It's been a real, I mean, it's been great for us just because it's, it's allowed us to, you know, think differently about stuff because we, so 
I thought, and I've, I actually just saw it the other day. There's a, a post we did. <laughs> I think it's on on uh, Instagram and everything of us uh, rinsing out. Where can out they find you on Instagram? On Instagram. Instagram.com slash alarmist brewing. Alarmist brewing? <laughs> I like that he thinks. But he we thinks. You'll find him. We're, we're rinsing out the uh, the boil kettle at the end of a, a brew, and all the stuff's coming out of the drain, and we made a joke about, hey, right. it's a New England-style IPA. Ha, 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 ha. And I think the problem was we <laughs> were such jack-offs. I, well, that's the thing. That's like now I look back at those posts, and I look at people who are doing the posting, same thing doing the same thing now i'm like you were just like me like you just didn't understand the style i i didn't i'll fully admit i did not understand the style i hmm. and it's very simple we just thought i mean i thought and i think you did too is it was just like beer that they didn't let cold crash you know you, you turn the fer- you, you turn your fermenter cold at the end of the fermentation and that helps all these solids drop out your yeast and hot matter and stuff and then you end up with a, a clear or fairly clear beer and it tastes crisp and clean and everything and i thought that it was just they were leaving all the shit in the beer they're just lazy <laughs> that's what i thought right you hear that like we thought it was and that is not it that's not even all a not single factor of it it's and everyone thinks so the other people there's the other group people think it's all about the fact that it's hazy and it's that's not it hazy is a byproduct of the flavor compounds that this is all about the chemistry that happens, the chemical reaction we have between the yeast and the hops during fermentation. And one of the byproducts, other than this delicious, juicy-ass flavor, and, and trust me, I hated that word, juicy. I did. And now we're drinking it, and we're like, Jesus Christ. I think I made a meme so juicy. to express my hate yeah, of that Yeah, we're just jackasses. What did I know? Yeah, so... Nothing. So, and it's all about these, you know, we call biotransformation, and there's still some debate about this thing, but the bottom line is it's the way you hop the beer when you hop it during the fermentation process, which rule number one in brewing, you don't dry hop during fermentation. Well, guess what? That rule is thrown out the fucking window now, and it creates this flavor that is incredible, and it has changed my palate... Completely, it's changed a lot it's of people's the entire industry. Yeah. And you just, you know, I'm sure some brewers can do it without doing this. But I guess my question is, why would you? It, it, you can just, it's not any different as far as you can just do it, and it tastes delicious. And you don't have to worry about whether it's, you know, we don't have to worry about whether it's clear or not because that's not the point. The point is, it's it not the it. point, right? But well, then we, it gets weirder. We both, we both have a lot of, you know, respect for the. For the German kind of brewing, and, and a lot of that goes into reducing chill haze and making this very bright beer. So, I, I mean, I, I held on to that for a while. So, I'm like, why would you not want to do that? And that's where we come. Traditionalists. That's where, yeah, and that's I, where I love all that of our brewing comes from. Too. I mean, Gary used to work at Metropolitan. He interned there. So, we, you know, we learned from, you learn from the, the best. Like, there, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but just opened a tap room, didn't this they? Is, yeah. yeah, you yeah. should talk to those guys. They're super fun. I haven't reached out to them yet. They, I thought I'll they hook, might be I'll too big. Up. They might be too big for my britches. I'll hook so. you up. But they're uh, cool. they're great people, and uh, you know, and it's funny because they still make fun of this. Well, they actually make fun of the whole concept of ales and IPAs anyway. But that's yeah, it's just their jam. But which is good. I mean, it's good to have that. Yeah. You have to have the yin and the yang. I mean, you got yeah. you, the yin and the yang. You got. Dovetail. I mean, I've heard great things about Dovetail. They're uh, killing you know, it. Just, just smashing, not doing this type of beer at all, which is great. I mean, it's it's fine, but 
doesn't mean this is what what this is isn't isn't bad. Well, that that's a big that that's a big yeah. So that's a big. It, you, you, we think about it all the time. What's your identity as a brewer, and why are you brewing? And this goes back. That's something I mentioned a long time ago. With like this brewing with intention. Why are you brewing this beer? And are you brewing it because? It's what you want to brew. Are you brewing it because you think you should brew it? And that was one of our big problems with New England style IPA is, are we just jumping on a bandwagon here? And questioning yourself, basically. We're questioning ourselves. And, and, uh, but at the end of the day, I'm the accountant too. I got a family to feed. And I, and that was part of it. I was like, look, if I could sell a million barrels a year of New England style IPA, even if I didn't like it at this point, I want to sell it. I mean, that's kind of my thinking. The good news is, fucking love the style goddamn good and we love right. it and we've learned a lot and it's changed our view on you have this super handsome talented brewer brewing these magical versions of and it. let me it's tell like you aaron is oh boy he's learned some shit that i have learned some shit oh no yeah, boy he's, um, he's got it figured I've out had a, i've That's had a few iterations of it uh in my flight and what you've brought me in I haven't been let down yet, so mm. but happy. I've had some bad ones. I've had some bad ones. In oh, my, I have uh, too, and that's why I originally yeah. was like you, Yeah, like you mentioned. But, like, yeah. but let me tell you. The thing I like about it most is we talk about a lot here at the, cha- at the tap room. I think Chris Deering, our tap room manager, put it the best, but he, he said this beer transcends styles. It transcends everything. Mm. We've had people come in here like, I'm a How cider drinker. How say that? I'm a cider <laughs> drinker. Like, hey, we don't have cider, but try this. Like, oh. I've this had that happen so like many times. This is really good. This tastes like juice. Or like I don't like yeah, IPAs. You know, like, try I this. I don't like IPAs. I'm like, all right, try this. Yep. And then people are like, oh, my God, this is incredible. I'm like, that's an IPA, though. It's like, changing what? it. Yeah. Like, that, and that's what I've, I've heard that from brewers, and I believe uh, my last episode was uh, David David Files uh, from Batavia, the, the Energy City Brewing. He mentioned it being the style itself, being like a uniter of, of people, you know, where it's kind of like, and isn't that what beer is supposed to be? Right. Like that's the whole. It's like you get intent, your hot, you yes. get your hop heads so. love it, and you get your, you know, you, <laughs> right? you get your people no, that you like. Do. Oh, I prefer yeah. like a wheat beer. You know, like one. It has. Hay, it has. It's it got some haze on it. It's got. It's got a little bitter. It's got some uh, hop. It's got some juice. And I should probably point out, Aaron just keg le je trois. Trois. See, yeah. and I had two. That's and three. That awesome. And this son three of a bitch is better than yep. any other one we've done any other new england style or any other what we call double dry hop which i'll get to you know we can talk about that in a second that's a whole but different thing yeah but well, not, it's, not that it's it a whole different thing but it's another conversation ridiculous and we had it today and i'm like oh my god so oh we're starting gosh. to push it out to the market a little bit and we're you keeping it, it tight we're gonna can it we got a whole dark. we have our own canning yeah. line coming finally yeah, but it's going to give that us mobile canning conversation that can we're you, resolving that issue can by. Can you guys can you guys it. filibuster on canning for a few minutes while I try to take a leak? This is the first time I've ever done this on the podcast. You're stepping out? Oh I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to go pee. We should have so what do you want us to hey, talk you guys, about? You guys can no. Wait, you're going to give us canning, like whatever. Are you giving you us the can, wheel? Yeah, you guys can talk whatever you, shit you we want. We should have done the podcast okay. in the bathroom. Okay. okay. We all could have, like. We could have, like, yeah. Okay. Measured. right now. Oh, we're going to totally take over. We're going to take over the. Yeah, we're going to take over the podcast. This is actually finally funny. he's walking away. I'll pretend I'm you. <sighs> but what were we talking about? Canning, so Aaron, Aaron, uh, so uh, let's go about. Uh, let's go. Does that does that sound? Is like that you? what he sounds like? A little bit. Let's do this. So uh, tell me is about that your, your podcast voice. What's well, his? I'm just gonna say that's his. 
That's his voice. So uh, tell me about your canning. Uh, explain more about canning. Is canning a thing? Canning is very much a thing. Um, we're in the process of getting our own canning line, which is going to, I don't know, be the next major chapter in the business. But why? What, why? what does that do for us, Aaron? A.A. Ron? Um, it gives us an incredible amount of flexibility, and we'll be able to can, you know, when we want, which is great for me, scheduling-wise, but more importantly, we'll be able to can, you know, smaller one-off beers that we're only going to sell in the tap room and just have a lot more fun with the whole thing. Can some of these Paisy beers that yes, we sir. all love now, which is still crazy, but um, I'm into it now. Yeah, and we so we have a couple issues with canning, mobile canning. And so people just so people understand, mobile canning, they literally they bring a truck and they offload this very expensive canning machine which is why most breweries or a lot of breweries don't have their own canning line because they're expensive. But and, and I say expensive, I'm talking hundred thousand plus expensive. Right. And and so they they wheel it off, they bring it in, they set it up, and they charge us a fee, which is how they make their money, and they uh, can our beer. And the well, there's two Again, big great, issues. You know, great for us just to get our beer in cans. Yeah, yeah. And Michigan and mobile it, it, canning has been awesome. The guys we work with are incredible. They. They're but really great quality, but there's right. two problems. One is scheduling. Right. Just because we, you have to schedule them a few weeks out, so we have to plan. It just makes it a little difficult to plan the brews and how much and all that stuff. And number two is the cost, right? Right. So this, uh, we have a canning line coming that's a new company out of Grand Rapids, and they're sort of taking the brewery industry by storm. It's, it's a lot cheaper, but it's stripped down, but it's very very good quality and uh, made in America, and we're going to be able to uh, can what we want when we want. Yeah, and again, we're going to have a lot of help because Aleman has one of these canning lines. Sketchbook. Sketchbook has one. So that's kind of, yeah. they were major influences on this decision. Yeah. For sure. So it's going to be great because we can Wait, do. Who's, who's coming back? Hold on. Are we oh, well, to? Oh, let's stop well, making anyway, fun uh, of him. Uh, pod- so uh, anyway, uh, 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 yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah. so uh, um, like in stuff and, uh, and yeah. Beer yeah. stuff. Uh, so we also, didn't. Uh, how was that? Uh, you have a good pee. I'm going to stop off now so you guys can Do you like the bathroom? Your 33-year-old prostate is not holding up so well. Okay. Hey, 32. Did you like the bathrooms? Kay. Did you notice like, the decor Pretty in there nice, or anything? Right? I noticed that I had to walk through an extra door just to go pee. Well, yeah, that's people, a whole other story. Very Are you going now, too? Oh, he is. He's out of here. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just so, just go, I'm the old guy. Loser. I'm 50, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm 50. <laughs> I'm a man. Hey, let's get him in. Bring him in. Can he lead the bar? I let's don't think he can. because no, he can't. He's he can't. Got I, get uh, I get it. I got a cable long enough to run him a mic. <laughs> I <laughs> should just run the mic over him. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so what did you guys talk about canning? Oh, uh, we were talking about canning. We actually did. For I, I, I pretended I was you, and the voice. Nailing I it. I think I got it, was it right super on. Super nasally. <laughs> it was very nasally, and it sounded very much like this. And when I said the word canning, the G is really Kadig. pronounced canning. So tell me about canning. So uh, did you talk about when you're getting said machine? Uh, I think... Uh, we've been told six weeks, but uh, I, I, uh, what I've learned, one thing I've learned is uh, I'll believe it when I see it. So 
I like your we'll, style. We'll, uh, I like we'll your see moves. When, when that can get here. Uh, and we also have a labeling machine. So what we're going to do is put adhesive labels on the cans, like a lot of breweries are saying. Like when you say adhesive. 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 And the reason for that is, uh, for people who don't know, uh, like when you buy a can of a large macro beer or a large uh, craft beer, those cans tend to be, they're, they're, the cans themselves are, have been printed with ink. And uh, the, the, the problem with those is you have to buy an incredible amount of them. You have to buy about 90,000 cans Jeebus. for every single flavor. So if you ever go into Revolutions Brewery, yeah. you'll see pallets yes. and pallets. So, so their scale, they can do it. Or pipe works, but for someone like us, that's a lot of cans. We we can't, so we would have to buy just basically thirty thousand dollars worth of cans just to do our three flagships. That wouldn't include any of the other beers, and that's a lot of money that you you've shelled out. That's called cash flow, people. So cash flow. so, and right now we're using shrink wrap cans, which a lot of people yeah. don't notice and they don't think about, but those are incredibly expensive. Oh, okay. and a lot of breweries are doing it. Lot and and okay. if you really look, you can see it's like a, it's basically a, a shrink wrap piece of plastic sleeve that goes yeah. around and it goes through a steaming thing and it and they're super the expensive. The old Cleveland steamer, huh? The old okay. Cleveland steamer. Gotcha. So That's we're gonna wanted them. So we're <laughs> going. The next step for us is an intermediate step where we're going to put labels, adhesive labels, adhesive I love on the, the can, and we have a machine coming that does that as well. Otherwise, Ethan's going to spend his weekends in here. Doing that all well, by himself. He's not himself. doing anything else, obviously. He seems lazy. Have you met him? No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's labeling cans Jesus all weekend. Christ. So it's going to, and then we can also, the nice thing is this machine, we can also use it for bottles and stuff down the road. So, so yeah. So it opens up to a whole lot of stuff for us. It labels everything, huh? Yeah. People love them four ounce, or four, four ounce, those, uh, those four pack cans. I like the four ounce four cans four myself. <laughs> you're, I wish you could. I think I you're onto could. something yeah. here. Well, that I'm makes me feel like I'm in a breaking up uh, a whole new market. I think here, it makes guys. me feel like I'm in a hotel room, like a Marriott. <laughs> it's and, like a little, and as soon as I break the seal on that fridge, I gotta pay to fifty bucks to raid this bar. <laughs> I'm about to raid this I'm mini about bar. To, I'm about to go crazy. Uh-huh. It's gonna get. I'm gonna go ham on this Holiday Inn <laughs> mini bar. So, what do you guys got in cans right now? What can, what can somebody walk into your tap room and buy in cans? Pantsless pale ale. Talk about it. Uh, Give me a quick breakdown. Well, that was the first beer we ever brewed. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you just drop me a segue into talking about Maplewood again? Did you guys do a collab (laughs) that was based off of Uh, that? We did a collab called Juice Pantsless. Because they have Juice Pants and we have Pantsless. Mm -hmm. Assholes. The whole series. Juice um, Pants is in college now. Did you know that? He's called Good for him. Good for him. Um, Was that recent? You guys just That was last fall. Did you guys mm. do any? The, we the brewed it here, and then we we only it was only draft only, draft only certain accounts, and here and we, yeah, we served it here. Now when you so do that it with a shitty of, that brewery like Maplewood, then yeah, it's yeah. that's gonna happen. But yeah. we're gonna do another one with them, they, and then they're they, gonna I serve mean, they it taught at their us, place. Again, going back to the hazy thing, they they taught Adam C. The good one, a lot. Yeah. The good one, right? The <laughs> not the fat one. I'm sorry, Adam. Love you, Adam. I'm sorry, Adam, but that's a really yeah. funny joke. Um, <laughs> Adam Smith, the fat one. Love you. Um, <laughs> I love you, baby. No, they 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 taught me a lot about. He'll be so skinny. By the, he'll be so skinny by the summer now. I know. Right. I'm gonna. I can't gonna take this anymore. Yeah, soon. I got news for you. I'm not spelt myself. So. He's gonna be the. the no, joke I'm gonna be in the, the next yeah. podcast. But um, Christ, Java. Him. But yeah, he he 
they taught me a lot about brewing that style. And then we talked about doing the collab. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, that was kind of our first hazy beer that we ever did. Sounds romantic. Um, so that, that was a lot of fun. And it, it turned out really well. And it was great. That kind of influenced, <laughs> you know, a lot of what we're doing right now, hazy-wise. So. So Kudos it's fairly, it's for, fairly for that. recent that you've jumped on this train. Then I mean, I know we had the whole conversation about it. It was but, a fall, but it's right? fairly recent that you that you said early right, fall. Let's, we're I gonna do it. Yeah, now. yeah, I got, yeah. Did you fall. have one in particular that you remember that you're like, all right, I should try the version of this. Absolutely. At least try to learn it. Was there one that you uh, remember? For me, it was. Uh, I'll always. I'm probably gonna be quoted saying this several times, but it was uh, Corridor Cosmic Juice Box. Oh, dude, they are. They, I, they I had that beer here. and it absolutely. I told you before we started. I got Roger. You know, Roger's going to do the oh, podcast next week. He is, we love I Roger. I cannot wait to do it, sit down. I've known him for a while. I had but, OG um, squeeze it a couple times and I was like, holy shit. What yeah, is, they're what killing is it. this wizard He's doing? a great guy. And Brant. I've known Brant yeah, he's gonna, for the, ages. St. Aaron, Aaron Brant. Is it Brent or Brant? Brant. Brant. He's the head brewer for Corridor oh, slash for Dry Hop. Okay. And, okay. Uh, so a different guy. Yeah. But yeah. I think Brent does St. Aaron, but he also assistant brews with Roger over at Corridor. Oh, okay. So they're doing that. the podcast with me next week, oh, the nice. two of them. So we're kind of getting like a little yeah. dual uh, round table. I, yeah, I don't know him. Roger's. the Hayes yeah. round table. Yeah. yeah. Basically, but that, that's what, that was the beer that absolutely changed my mind. They've got a couple of big ones. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Squeeze, oh. it's a, Squeeze, it's like a lineup for it type of beer that people are doing. And How I much had, connection uh, do you guys have now with, like, beer geeks? I mean, you know, you guys live in a world where you're brewing it and you're making it and you're kind of hanging out with other brewers and stuff like how, how much of a connection do you have with guys like me that are just like lining up for beer and you know we don't really know uh, how to brew it necessarily almost world. none yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> i don't and we we don't like focus groups <laughs> we uh yeah we i think i think the the hazy beers are going to change that um uh, that's a complicated question. Sorry, I didn't um, mean to do that to you. We, we love beer, but I, I, I've been in some other podcasts where I talk. I, I don't like, I just like drinking beer. I don't trade beer. I've never been part of that. And I, we have friends who do. I'm not do, quite in there yet. And, and, and I get it, but uh, I think part of it to me is I worry that people might be missing the point of just enjoying the beer and drinking it, you know? And, uh, and that's not to say that these people don't, but, um, it just, it's just not a world that we're in tune with. And, and, and I, and quite frankly, we should be because those are sort of the, these, these tastemakers that from a marketing standpoint, sure. From a pure marketing, but I I don't want to, but I also don't want to be that guy and say, yes, yes, for the, uh, for I got this this little graphic game plan on, on just because the biggest Facebook beer group is drinking this style of beer. We got to pump a bunch of these out. But I also think, I think, uh, beer nerds, uh, and you know, I, I am a, beer nerd i'm just not that to that degree i don't wait in line for beer but i also don't wait in line for anything so <laughs> except for the bathroom so that's just me unless my wife well, tells you me to do that <laughs> but but you know I, I i've been the dark lord day and it was a great time yeah you've seen it and and it's fun and uh i appreciate what they're doing there it's just um and trust me i would love to have a beer like that yeah oh, but that's not, not yeah. really it's our we're, that's not our dna i mean we're just trying to make beers that you know we're 
for us, especially here in this tap room, we're we're part of this community here, and we're just trying to serve beers that people really just want to come in and drink and enjoy themselves. That's something else I wanted to touch on that we kind of glossed over, like th- this neighborhood that you're in. Like, do you see that like foot traffic kind of coming in? Oh here? yeah, like some yeah local. Like, yep. Yep. You know, I'm on. I get off work and, and I stop at Alarmus. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And we're about to expand it, so we're going to change our licensing and uh, we're going to start. We're going to be become a full. We're basically going to license ourselves as a brew pub, which just basically means we can serve anything we want here. So right now we can only serve our beer. Anything. So you're gonna get guest. We can have guest, guest taps. Taps. We can have spirits. We can have wine. We're gonna, so we're gonna we're gonna slowly okay, build people up. People would wanna be. No. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. Uh, you're not gonna have food coming through the walls from the neighbor, like. Uh, over well, we there. could. That's just gonna take. You know, it'd be weird. The but neighbors are mostly offices. Yeah, but we're gonna. No, um, no food though. We're just gonna we, microwave because, burritos because we're the, we're the only bar in this area, right? I mean. And, and and in Chicago, that makes a big difference, right? If you're the only bar within three, four blocks, might as well be your own neighborhood. Yeah, you might want to find something you like to drink. And we get a lot of people in here, but we also get people, like, we get whole groups of people that they don't they don't do a birthday party because two or three people are gluten intolerant or they just don't like beer. And that's fine. Guess what? We drink everything. I love wine. I drink wine all the time. Get me a Pinot Noir, motherfucker. Yeah, so I'll get black tooth drunk. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just give say black that, tooth give drunk? That, give me that Cabernet. I okay, want that tooth, I, I want stain drunk. I love that. Did you just black tooth drunk? Black tooth drunk. Sign me up. Black tooth drunk. Yeah. But uh, is that like a shitty wine or that's something? That's like a good right. ca- wine, yeah, like like a, a Cabernet like Sauvignon is a really heavy wine. Stain drunk. Don't drink a lot of wine. So yeah. this well, is motherfucker. So we're gonna start doing that. Let me give a credit to my wife's cousin Matt, who described his fiance as black tooth drunk one night because she was a little heavy on the reds and that is fantastic of the and guess teeth, what is also what you're talking about? let's wrap it all, yeah let's wrap it all the way back around that was jay quellen that was jay quellen <laughs> i knew it yeah jay quellen got black tooth <laughs> drunk. subordinate and churlish yep. and she's churlish she's very uh, churlish if i'm not drinking beer i'm typically drinking whiskey but yeah. that's that's my world, it's but very, yeah, I usually uh, I'm usually drinking wine. <laughs> and you would you would say that? And right? you know what's funny? When I was I love me a good good whiskey bourbon. When I was when I was home brewing, uh, I had to take everything out, carry it up out my basement onto my back patio of my house, and I got this yard, and uh, you know, I, it was very manual process. And I almost always I I didn't drink a lot when I was brewing because I did that once, and it was a mess. But when I brewed, I almost always had a glass of wine. <laughs> just to calm the nerves a little And bit. I don't know why. I think it was just like, I don't that's know, I just enjoyed that's it. It's pretty punk rock. It's like, really weird. I'm brewing punk beer, rock. but I'm going to drink wine. I just, I Super don't know. nonconformist. Super nonconformist. Well, I, I will say this. I'm so uh, nonconformist, I'm going to conform. I think people, you can learn a lot about from wine. You can learn. One, one of my friends who's an investor and a, a fantastic home brewer, he also happens to be a fan, Bob happens to be a fantastic uh, hey, winemaker and uh he hasn't done it in a while i don't think but he really got into it and uh it's fascinating well, that's why majority of the barrels we have are wine barrels yeah like, i mean i love beers that are aged in wine barrels yeah. you can that. learn so much from the flavors of wine uh like just just how com- the complexity and I, i'm i'm not a i'm not a the connoisseur by was any stretch the air. somebody had to say well it. i did i did take a class my bridget my wife got me a class one time and i did learn a lot i, I learned how to swirl wine in a glass so that's good but i will say in all seriousness it's really especially um 
I don't really, I never really liked white wines, but uh, my wife turned me on to uh, Sauvignon Blanc. I'm a white wine which elitist. Is a, which I don't is a, white wine, really. So, so Sauvignon Blanc something I need which to get are, into. Well, from New Zealand. The ones from New Zealand. Like a Nelson so Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Well, that's Those where the, that's like where the Nelson, name came yeah, from. You get that dry And then segueing into hops, there's certain cool hops now that are I very wine-like. So such as Nelson Sauvignon so or Halatour Blanc, which we use Halatour Blanc a lot here. In, so in, in New Zealand. A New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, has they had this these incredible citrusy, fruity flavors, and it reminds me, every time I drink one, Reminds me so much of, of hops, like the mosaic citras and the matuecas, and so it's just it's just a different. I always talk about data points. We always talk about data points here, like different ways to pick up a little piece of data about something, Stop whether it's corporate. a recipe. Yeah, it is. You're so corporate. But it well, it's more it's more like a nerd tech thing. I like uh, it. Data points. Like data points. Oh, yeah. Uh, data points. Yes, I got a data point. So, Captain, we have a data point on Sauvignon Blanc. We'll just know that all three of us have glasses and we can all push it up the nose. We all do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Mine are new, so. Yours are new. They look, I got they brand look new. Super good. They're all you. very kind of square. Yeah. We're very hipster right now. Yeah. Like well, I feel hipster. Yeah. Anyways. But seriously, the wine the wine thing, you tie it back to kind of the beer making now well i think you can just uh, it's just a you can pick up these flavors and then they can influence you for because there's so many different damn hops especially that can then mimic these these flavors and i i encourage anyone if you don't drink wine or especially if you don't drink wine go to you can go to especially like a trader joe's uh, and they have all these different um new zealand sauvignon blancs they're from the marlboro region and yeah, I like the reds. And they're cheap. They're like reds, lights, menthols. Yeah, the menthols. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like the Marlboro region. But you can Is get them for like red? ten bucks, twelve bucks, and cowboy killers. Chill them, and I swear to God, like you just smell. You can sit, put your nose in it. It reminds me of like the first time I smelled like Citra hops. It's just like really. That, that's something that really I'm nice. just. It's new to me. Is is as you know. Like a month and a half ago, I ripped open my first bag of like one ounce, like a citra hop, you know, and I stuck my nose in it. It's a different experience it's the right, next time you drink the beer. That mm-hmm. It may not be that specific beer you brewed, but the next beer, like, especially for me, like, if I know it was brewed with citra, I'm like, oh, I can pick it up now. You know, I'm starting to, you're starting to feel it and smell it. The, the first one I ever had was um, Pete Crowley from Haymarket did a, a collab with uh, Revolution at the brew pub. And my wife and I were on a date, and I wouldn't shut up about this goddamn. I had, I think it was in a tulip glass, and I kept putting my nose in it because uh, uh, uh. I'd heard of this hop, and I wouldn't shut up. And she's trying to tell me about you know stupid shit like her job and her life yeah. and all this like, stuff. I don't care about her. that. Let's don't talk feelings. about this. don't don't tell her I said that. Well, and uh, I swear to God, I link. would not. What's your name again? I couldn't, Bridget. E- I couldn't. Email? I couldn't stop talking about these fucking hops. So, yeah, it's crazy. So anyway. So, do all three of us have the same beer right now? Or we all have the cask? We all have this cask. Break that I one down I thought you for uh, me. hated this cask. Gary. I want you to break, well, break that one I, down. Well, it's not my favorite, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But, Aaron, so, what is this beer? What is this? And tell them about what we do with casks. Sure. Um, and what's a cask? Cask is what, great because so many like, questions. some people know, and but not, not everybody knows about what, what that means to be yeah. a cask. What's like that mean, Aaron? A true cask beer. Mr. Caskmaster. Castmaster. So that's, I guess, one of the things we both love when we were building out the tap room. We're like, let's, you know, how did that even happen? We're like, let's put in two. Oh, I thought you were talking about Asian women. 
No, he's, he's playing dumb now. Well, I think. He's like, how did that happen? That you said something we both love. That goes back to your previous <laughs> job, oh. apparently. All right, I'm um, going to go pee again. Jesus. So you guys talk about that. I'm 50. Shut up. Single-handedly but, set the record um, on pee breaks on my podcast. We haven't even done two hours yet. Oh, so He's no Iron Man. Yeah. All right, go on. Go on. Um, I don't know. I've always loved cask beer, which is typically served warmer, That's gentler, carbonation, um, a very kind of English way of serving beer. Because I, I love your your typical ESBs and... Extra special bitters? Yes. Right? I, I absolutely okay. love that. Like, I love going to... Have you ever been to own an engine? No, I haven't. I had a lot have of people tell of me they, that, that you need to get over. They there. probably have like four cask beers there, and they they're just always killing it with that. So, when we were you know building out the tap room, me and Gary were like, let's get some uh, cask beer in here. We're like, all right, well, how do you want to serve it? And the way we're serving it here is through a beer engine, which are the two. I just went off microphone. See, I just did it. He broke Brought the fourth it back. <laughs> um, which That's funny. You've been, you've been doing this for handles. almost two hours yeah, and I haven't know, moved. Right. Haven't moved off I, mic, I and excited. he has been I'm the sorry. wild card. Yep. Gary is just yeah. like wild card. That's what happens. So, anyways, beer engines. So there's we have two beer engines. Which what is, is a beer engine? Basically, a, it's a, d- a way of serving cask beer. You're literally it's a very long handle, which is on either side of our tap tower here, and when you pull it, it it literally physically is pulling the beer through a beer line as opposed to beers normally pushed through a beer line with CO2. This is all, I guess you could say the word natural, which is abused. All now. natural. Everything is all natural. Yeah. but um, Organic. It's an or- organic It's all way. fair trade, non-GMO yes, beer non-GMO. line. non-GMO. Um, gluten-free. No, gluten that's not free, true. Gluten-free, all that's that not stuff. not true. It's got a lot of it's gluten in it. It's actually very gluten-full. Shit, here he is. Here he is. He's back. But it's just a, cool. di- it's a cool. different way of experiencing beer. Um, Your mom's a different I, way of I'll experiencing I'll go back to beer. own an engine because Snap. they they changed my... <laughs> Snap. My mom's probably going to listen to this podcast, Gary, so... <laughs> I love your just mom. So you She's know, so proud. Your mom, mom I'm Debbie. I'm sorry. Gary? I'm sorry, too. Thank you. Yeah. So back to cast Much beer. better. Um, I feel like I just got a real insight into your it's, guys' it's relationship. It's a very different way of drinking beer. Um, what, what, again, educated me on this was going to own an engine all those years ago where I had, I was at the bar. The bartender at the time was great. They had the same beer on cask and on draft. And he's like, he could tell I was in the beer, so he poured me both. He's like, here. Side by side it. Try That's both of them. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a totally different beer. Same beer. But just being served in a different way. Again, going back to one is warmer, softer carbonation, so that you know it has it might have more body. It might be. It's just like you taste different things in each beer. Well, we have a we have a video on the our YouTube channel, which you can figure you out. Have a what YouTube is that? channel uh, about how uh, cast beers, how we do them, what they are. Right, I forgot so about that. Everything so everything you just said is worthless. We can just go he's to YouTube. He just he's like, <laughs> hey, uh, don't no, no, I'm just Aaron. it's more just like dive bomb. No, no, guys, no, 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 look, motherfuckers. I'm, I'm gonna edit saying, this. And it's gonna be. want to see the behind the scenes of what this means, fuckers. But it doesn't include the updated um, stuff either. But going into what we do at the tap room. Um, Chris, as a home brewer, 
was always doing some crazy stuff that I was never doing as a home brewer. Like he Tap was a manager, Chris. Yes, he okay. was. He was always doing crazy stuff with homebrewing as far as like I'm gonna try all these crazy spices, or all these crazy ingredients. Or I was when I was homebrewing, I was more like process focused, like That's trying to make exactly like you know, like what I did. I think we both were. Yeah. So yeah. It makes when sense. we opened up this tap room, he, he was like, hey, Aaron, why don't we try to do this beer, but with <laughs> these crazy spices? And at first, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Fuck off, Chris. But he's kind of like, he really drives the cast program here because he's always coming up with these yep. crazy. That guy drives that guy, the cast That program? guy right yeah. there. I dig it. He's yeah. always coming Good up with him. these crazy combinations that at first I was resistant to. Does he but know he looks I like a Viking, though? He, is he aware? He used to look more like a Viking when okay. his hair was longer. Have you guys ever watched the show? Um, I haven't. I've heard his Oh, name, he though. came as... No, he, he came as... What's his name Did from uh, okay. Game of Thrones? Oh, uh, that was his Halloween Oh, yeah, yeah. He looks like... Tormund? Yeah, he does. He looks like Jon Snow's boy, the wildling. There you go. Exactly. He does. I was thinking Vikings for some reason. Go on. Go on. Sorry. But back to what you're drinking is... We talked earlier about Hugito, which was originally a cask beer. Um we kind of like this idea of these hazy beers of adding these, I guess, pie flavors <laughs> to them. It's like... Well, it literally <laughs> says pie on the menu, right? Like it says something about peach pie. A or pie yeah. PA. Um, we did one maybe last week, which was I a didn't come up with that. key lime pie. So we took uh, limes, vanilla, and, and graham crackers and put them in a frickin' and it tasted like a key lime pie. Like it was incredible. You're all Ferk yeah, man. Um, Ferk yeah. Ferk yeah, as they say. Ferk yeah. So what we're drinking currently is our peach cobbler version of that. So I took three pounds of peaches, um, vanilla, were and locally sourced? nutmeg. Did, uh, did you uh, they were locally they sourced from? at my Jewel Osco. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we grew the sons of bitches on the roof. But we done grown. The point being, this cask program has given us so much flexibility to try crazy things that I wouldn't feel comfortable doing on a larger scale, but I mean, for 12 gallons of beer, like, why not? And and he's always come up with great flavor combinations, so I, I trust his judgment, and I'm like, what do you want me to do with this beer? Yeah, he's come up with some really cool stuff. So. So. I wish you guys would stop making him feel like he should be on the podcast, too. He probably should. I mean, he's working behind the bar, but you're, you're making him. You're making him sound about like you right now, you're making Chris. him sound like he's doing hey. all the work. Yeah, you're making it sound like he's doing all the work, and you guys he are is, just sticking around. He is doing all the work, he's, and he also comes We're up with a lot. About your cask brilliance. He's like hmm? cask beer. We're talking about peach gobbler. Oh, yeah, peach gobbler. Peach gobbler. Um, yeah, God, I hope the mic picks that up. <laughs> that motherfucker is insane. Um, <laughs> he doesn't and give a and fuck. If any of He's you, got a whole if group it, of people in front of if him. If anybody comes up to the Madison, the, the great taste of the Midwest in Madison, which is every August, you must come up oh and God. find us because Chris and Ethan will be there, and they make they turn Aaron into a, a crazy person, and these sons of bitches go unhinged. I hope, I hope you well, like... I hope you like nudity, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and that is a true explain story. Explain how worthless Ethan will be and how very valuable Chris Ethan's will be. Ethan's very good at being naked and running around. Oh, so that he is, will be valuable. That okay. true. That's my fault then. From the gist <laughs> I got earlier, Ethan was going to be worthless and Chris was going to do all the work. But anyway, <laughs> go on. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's become a big part of the tap room is having these two beer engines, which 
not quite frankly, not a lot of people are doing. That's and, tr- it's true. You, you just um, don't see it. That's all. It's you're, you know it's and when you do, you're like shit. I'm work on that. our part to to be doing this, but it's like every week I'm like, all right, what cask beers are we doing this week? Because it's I have to as a brewer, I have to prepare the beer and and fill it and and do you know do all these things to make sure that it that it happens and. And I have no fucking idea what they're he going to do. He doesn't, and, uh, which is great. Which is kind of hilarious. But, just keep um, Gary in the dark. Yeah, I come Let in. Let him be like, surprised when he wants Hopefully, he, like, he likes the beer the more often <laughs> than not, I would say. I was like, why so, is there why is there a the peach one? He hates he's it. He's like, why no. is there? I, I just don't like There's a no peach policy here. But I also uh, have this. i like, why is there a shake weight in this beer? Is that How does that add to the flavor? Shake weight? What? That's Never mind. That's another. I don't want to talk about it. It's a whole different thing, huh? But no, that's, I mean, that's just been another creative, creative. You're just Aaron, like a South Park I used to take right improv comedy. This is me holding a shake weight. Yeah. It's like the South Park with the uh, yeah. now dispensing cab fare. Right. <laughs> Cooling mist. Very much like that, but with cask beer. Sorry, anyways. Um, oh, this is another layer of the tap room. Just another layer of the onion. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Yeah, that alarmist brew. So I, I filled two this past week. One was a uh, phobophobia, which is our kind of our house Belgian. Any you know, story behind that name, the phobophobia? Uh, Gary named it. It's so the he, fear he of phobias, man. It means you're so goddamn scared that you're like you're even scared of phobias. So I, I thought it was like you were scared of phobab. Like you're like I'm so worried about. Well, phobab. that's another story. Phobab phobia. That's, a, that's no. A it's actually phobia. it's like you, it's a fear of fears or fear of phobias. And yeah, I thought no, that was like I, I don't know. It just I don't know how it came up, but I love that name. Kind of dig it. And we just call it Phobo here, which is kind of funny. Phobab. It's like Bogo. Phobab. Free. Totally cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, is there anything else you guys want to cover? What do you guys got coming up in the tap room here? Like, what what other functions does this we space serve? Tons of stuff going on, man. Hold on, I'm looking. Is there? What's well, that say? Oh no, we're way late on that. Yeah, those <laughs> are on the date. Uh, so we're working on. Uh, we're working already on. Uh, working St. Patty's Day. So St. Patty's Day, we're trying. To, we're going to decorate the place up. Um, trying to find some live Irish music, but we may be a little late on this, which is fine. We'll be playing some traditional music on the on the speakers the old and beatbox. Uh, there will which be you no guys have lots of speakers now. There will be no green beer. No, but, thank um, God. Wait, I thought we we're going to dye all the. You beer didn't green. tell the brewer. <laughs> you didn't tell Fuck. the brewer. I I had to change a lot of things. And move a lot of shit around <laughs> to make this happen. And uh, we've got uh, well, we're gonna start doing some nitrogen. We we can do a nitrogen tap. We just never done it yet. Well, so say Aaron, it the way beer lovers will Aaron, know. Aaron's nitro about nitro beer. Nitro, nitro, like, like, why are nitro. They putting nitrogen in their nitrogenous. Beer? Yes, I like those nitro. So beers, Aaron, though. Aaron, nitro uh, beers add that to the list of things I said I would never do. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron talked about this a little bit off mic, but uh, tell him tell him what your your kind of motto is right now. You're just What's your motto, Aaron? At this point, it's kind of almost like fuck it because I said I wasn't going to do a hazy beer. Well, now I love hazy beers, and, and I brew a lot of them. Um, I mean, verdict isn't out a night show, but I the reason I wanted to do it because I felt that um, a hazy nitro beer would actually be pretty good. So. For Leju Trois, oh, that was cool. I thought we're going to cool. have one keg of it, one sixth of it on nitro. 
The other six will be in my garage. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> nice. that. Well, Appreciate that. there's only one night. I'm glad you extended though, that. However, <laughs> we're gonna so, start really. Yeah, uh, we're gonna this start is another small. experiment. You know, just yeah. like cask beer is, is one way to serve beer. I don't like nitro beers typically, but yeah, I figured it might be fun to try it. Yeah, and it's part of it's give people what they want because there are people who love nitro beers, and we the thing is we've already got we've got everything we need downstairs. So all I had to do was buy a nitro faucet, and we know how to do it. So it's just a matter of setting it up. And so we're like, all right, we'll try it. But I think it's going to be part of our offerings. Um, first, you know, see we'll happens. see how it goes. Yeah. Talk to me in a couple of months. Yeah. yeah. See how it works. Mean, in a couple of months, all of our faucets will probably nitro. I mean, who knows? Yeah. We all, Everything's I, nitro I'm not going to say no ever the next again. Because it's just like all, I'm. It's all nitro. Today, we say we'll never do a cask with Brussels sprouts. Well, but tomorrow, guess what? that could be a different day. Guess what? If you deep fry Brussels sprouts, guys. Brussels sprouts and bacon. That'll get the people in here. A little well, bacon. That's all you need. You ever been to Sovereign in Plainfield? I mean, that's. I have, actually. They, they He's from Plainfield, by the way. We already talked about We did that. mention this. We did mention. But the people didn't hear. But they make some of the best Brussels sprouts on the planet. But uh, do they anyway. put them in cask beer? No, well, they could. They, they probably, probably should. <laughs> they probably should. Uh, what else we got? We got. Uh, you got stuff happening. You guys are going to start canning, start stuff, canning like a, a whole bunch of yoga. Well, like, well, uh, we were we did it once. Um, it's, it's on the radar. I mean, there's always send the link to when Adam it gets Smith warmer. So can, when it's you know, warmer, well, Adam Damn. definitely needs Damn. to Disgusting. use. He needs some yoga in his life. So much Gross. love for him. Anyways, today. four. You got cans. Uh, we got more gonna, cans. More cans gonna, coming. Once we, yeah, once we have the canning line, and uh, we're like I said, we're going to expand our offerings here, and we have a we have a courtyard there that's absolutely fantastic. But needless to say, in the city of Chicago, say, is it tough? We're to in a manufacturing zone, and you can't have a tap uh, a beer garden. So we're trying to figure out that goddamn morass. Yeah, so what? do you guys? Can you guys have food trucks and stuff? Or is that we've had? We, we have a lot of pop ups in here. Actually, so they actually pop-ups, come. People, what do you mean? they come in here and set up. Well, so we don't nice. have food nice. trucks. Yeah, that's nice. And though. it's been They're great. In here cool. Once, yeah. twice a week. So, oh I mean, really? It's been great. That's odd. So. really nice. So people like uh, I like make you guys St. Patty's Day now. is going to be a really fun. Whatever we do, it's going to be super fun. And because uh, I'm definitely part Irish, because I had a DNA <laughs> test, motherfuckers, and my kids I are all Irish. I my names. mouth, motherfucker. So I'm quarter Irish, motherfucker. And uh, and the other thing is, right, uh, we're going to have go. our yeah, and we're going to do uh, our anniversary party, which will be April eighth or so. And in, in between, we got all kinds of. So we do tons of fundraisers. Which is super important. So we or what kind of stuff? Well, it's usually uh, we do it for uh, p- for uh, pet adoption places. Uh, we've done it for Planned Parenthood. We've done it for Hate Has No Home here, which we have another one coming up. Which these are very aligned with our very progressive values with your here. Views. And uh, are you so guys these lefties, are, you guys are you guys. Well, you know, it's interesting. We don't. We don't. We don't. We want everyone to be able. To, we want everyone to come here. Yeah. And you don't want to mention that. <laughs> Whatever. No, I, I, like I want everybody. everyone. We I like want everybody. everyone to come here and yeah. be able. You know, if, if you want to, you want to debate and everyone be polite about it. That's great. Let's do that. But you know, that at the end of the day, this is my business, and it will reflect my values. And everyone who works here has these values too. And, and that's just King part get, of it. I be fired do. If he I do not. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> so that's just part of who we are. So, and uh, I will not fucking apologize for that to you anybody. You should, motherfuckers. Anyway, so real quick, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up here quick. But I want I want to say, I love the. I think I walked in and like Nas was playing. Like, is that regular? Who who's DJing this whole shindig? <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, we just, 
Again, free reign, man. I'm going to tell you, I've been to a lot Mondays, of breweries. It's not Mondays a lot of are typically like uh, alternative rock 90s Mondays. Um, Tuesdays Tuesdays more. are, we don't really have a theme. It's more like what Chris feels like playing that behind the bar. That shit got I was digging it. I was so like, kind of like, okay. We, 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 all, we all love music all here, of so us we're always playing love different music. Yeah, you know stuff here, and so. it's we get have a bunch of varying styles too, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's been great like looking we, at you guys because like, we yeah, a lot of us are divergent, styles. but it's weird. Aaron and I couldn't have more divergent the taste of music, but we both we agree, agree on something. But we agree that Beck's album last year is the best Al- album, album of the year. Wait, what? What else? Oh, Beck's. Oh, <laughs> oh Colors. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. So uh, that's like we were both in very much agreement with that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's kind of weird. But we love, okay. I mean, these guys listen to a lot of metal, but they also listen to a lot of other stuff. And I'm more like 80s, 90s, uh, you know, alt or whatever you want to call it. But the new stuff, too. And uh, and my cousin's in MGMT, if I mention that. No. He did mentions he? that almost mention every that? single day. I don't know. Did you mention that? I don't yeah, know. No, I haven't out, mentioned that. They came out with a new album, too, which is actually really good. And, and I think that he's actually it, really good. Well, he, he um, he's uh, I expected to be shit, but <laughs> he's well, the last two are. So my cousin Ben is uh and Ben I haven't actually met you, but I'm sure we would get along swimmingly. We would love each other, <laughs> but he totally. actually is. We're like distant. It's funny. I actually know. My mom told me this one time. She goes, "Hey, you know you're uh, you have a cousin. He's like a discount. He's in a band, a really famous band." I go, "Who is it?" She's like, mm, "I think they're called Management." And I look and I go. MGMT? MGMT? She's like, that's the one. I'm like, oh my god. So, Totes. So it's Totes. a it's a running but joke here. You still haven't met. You don't. You don't. They're gonna be here March 3rd at the Riviera. By going? the way, I'm going to find out how Are to you contact him. I know. I'm going to contact him. It's Are you been. Text him like, hey, you guys gonna pull? It's uh, your cousin. It's been that stuff you don't there? know. There's you two people in the band. There. It's Ben Goldbosser, and he is my cousin. And I and I'm going to tr- I'm going to figure out how to contact him. You better do it. I'm going to do it. And I you motherfuckers picture. are going to be, you're going to be like, <gasps> oh, my God, MGMT. I'll be like, yes, yeah, my cousin, bitches. Yeah. So we might need, uh, we might need uh, a We're follow-up podcast on these <laughs> results. <laughs> I'll post it if, like, I, get, uh, if I find oh, yeah. him. He we did not respond to me <laughs> at all. Well, his aunt was in here the a couple months ago. Again. So I'm gonna, so. He's going to be blogging about that for a month. And oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. I would love it. He'd be like, who the hell are you? Why are you bugging me? Then he'd be like, "You have owned a brewery. Hey, it's we're very best simple. Now. It's very simple. My great aunt is his grandma. His grandma. I mean, what else do you need? Nailed it. Oh, okay. Aunt Vivian. Now that we've established that, so you yeah. guys are gonna have that stepbrothers moment of the. <laughs> we just become best <laughs> we friends. Just, we yep. Can we build a bunk bed? Because we, we'd have a lot more room for activities. Yeah, you got more room for activities. <laughs> so. So we've established for sure that Ethan is lazy, Chris is awesome, um, and then Aaron and, and Gary are the shit. Like, so right? Well, is that right. what I should take Ethan out of this? And e- uh, I will tell you, Ethan has more energy than anyone in this oh, fucking place. That, that's not that much of a compliment, He's just but that's fine. Sometimes uh, too much. So I'm like, dude, it's yep. 9 a.m. Right back to like, we hate Ethan. Okay, stop. I see. We just hate Ethan because of his youth and enthusiasm. Damn him. He's so he's so, uh, Such an easy target happy. again. So... You got stuff coming up. Uh, we got St. Patrick's Day is your next big event. Is that it? We got That's for he, sure. Uh, well, anybody can if you go to alarmistbrewing.com and I there there's a go. link for our calendar and now I, I think radioing. it might be slash calendar maybe, and uh, it just shows our public calendar of what's going on and we keep it up to date. And I believe we've got Hate Has No Home here is coming here because they Hate Has No Home here was founded right over here in um, North Park neighborhood. 
and uh, the the founders have been here, and it's a, become a national, international movement. So it's kind of cool to have them here in our tap room. Yeah, nice and close, and you can yeah, do something to support and it. And they're super cool. So we love them. And more than anything, they have uh, six beer flights, uh, so, so you get a little more bang for your buck. And why? Well, how many do most people have? I don't know. It's usually like four. The six seems excessive. It seems excessive. Six not, is no, half you're not complaining. No, I'm not no, mad no. about it. That's Trust half me, our man. beard. You I'm buy two flights, you get all of our beards. I'm not mad about it. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying that you guys are gen- more generous than most is what I'm trying to say. We are great people. But can I also... We are the flights best. are pretty, pretty popular. You, you really, we they, are the best people. Can I just tell you guys I really appreciate sitting down with me. And like I said, of I, course. Came, I came in here blind and I came in here without even tasting your beer, which I don't, I'm, I'm not comfortable coming in here and just like, oh, yeah, I'm throwing it at you. But I've had count them six seven and then eight one before so eight of your 12 and then we'll call it 14 with the cask beers amazing you guys you guys did amazing things with thank with you we appreciate it different we styles uh, one one question before we go yeah six no, inches no, on a good day what boom that's he knew he knew exactly i was gonna say same size but yeah <laughs> but anyways russian imperial stout there's none on the menu oh any reasoning behind that? it oh. Why don't you mention that, Aaron? Just, just come to our one-year anniversary, uh, and you might hint, be in luck. <laughs> yeah, we're you uh, might we've find been something uh, you like. We've okay. been we've been doing. We went. Th- we've so. gone down that rabbit hole. So that's a, that's it's the same conversation we could have about the hazy beer. I mean, it's it's a, the barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout, and those two are. You know, it's hand weird. Hand I, I, I don't seek those beers out. No, it's good. It's fine. That's but good. if someone gives but me a good one, I will drink the shit the out public, of it. In fact, public. I just had uh, Beguiles today. Their uh, the, oatmeal. I think it's apparently. Uh, I don't know. Imperial tell pajamas. Pajamas, yeah. I just was had that co- today. It was really t- It had a coffee. Dig it. Had coffee in it. So ha- hats off to Anything Beguiles. With coffee Tasty, in man. It's fine. Just, yeah, just oh, it was good. It was good. So. No, but honestly, I really appreciate you guys taking the time out to do this. I mean, we're we're over, Absolutely, we're over man. two hours at this point. We people are, are going to be so bored. No, they are. Not. There's 100 percent no probably chance. Probably stop listening. I like cannot wait to hear what went on when I was in the bathroom. Nine <laughs> minutes ago. No, that's not true. That's not true. Um, I've checked the podcast stats. There, they listen all deep into it. So you guys are gonna. Is that true? I mean, deep, like, huh? I, I personally deep. like they don't listening have great to long-form podcasts. But I'm like so you. I, like, long, long we, and deep. We, I'm, you and I, yeah, long, long and deep. deep. Right. We, we've discussed girth. We're not. <laughs> it's give or take. We prefer Kaiser. it. We prefer it, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the. F- yeah, this I'll, Kaiser I'll thing is. I'll explain the joke. That'll be an off-microphone. That'll be an off-microphone conversation for us. But again, seriously, if there's anything else you want to add before we before I wrap. No, we're good. We no. appreciate you coming you and uh, awesome. really for, fun. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. Up, man. Yeah. And you guys, you I guys hope you have, enjoyed like, your time. I'm, here? I'm staring. Yeah. I've been staring at his chest all day, not because he's got great tits, but the alarmist uh, baseball tee is awesome. So you guys sell that in the tap room. Yeah, you guys I got sell t-shirts and hats. Glassware. Yeah. People love yeah. glassware. Do you guys know that? I know you. Yeah, we have connected. nonic pints, and we'll, we'll expand that as time goes. Yeah. So. I, like I, I can't go out of here without glass. So we're gonna hook you up, man. No, you don't have to hook me up. No, I'm gonna hook you the fuck. Oh, I'm this is buy not it. an option. <laughs> this is not. Why are there all these I, motherfucking plans? How come I felt like I was in, train, I was on in this. training day for a second? He was like, this is not an option, motherfucker. <laughs> smoke, <laughs> this. smoke this. Or we have <laughs> yeah. a problem. Well, that's going to happen again. Off, off microphone. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff. All right, for Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast, boys, give them your names and what you do here real quick. Aaron, go ahead. Uh, Aaron Dahl or A.A. Ron? 
a- is a- the Rome. preferred name, I guess, these days. I'm the head brewer at Alarmist Brewing. And I am Gary Gully, the founder and chief alarmist. <laughs> chief alarmist. is that? That's on a card, right? It's actually on my that card. Actually his, and my Aaron, card says employee of the month every month. <laughs> that's, a, that's a true story. And even though we have more employees really now, funny. I don't care. Nailed it. <laughs> it's that's really permanent. funny. <laughs> permanent job title. All right. Rockers. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Um, these guys are awesome. So get out here, too. What's the, what's the town called, the area called? Sauganash. Sauganash. 4055 West Peterson Avenue. Get out to Sauganash. And there's actual parking here. So There is oh parking yeah, here. easy parking. Like, literally, you can just park there. You don't or you can take an Uber. And, uh, I ride a bicycle, so I don't. Oh, a, yeah, bike, yeah, a bike bicycle. Okay, like a bicycle. He doesn't support Not a, not a motorcycle, but bicycle. Like a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm one of those. All right, thanks, guys, again, for, for sitting down. It you awesome. bet. Can't wait to come back here and just get blackout drunk here black tooth drunk black tooth drunk well that's when you guys get your wine <laughs> right on all right average joe's cheers. above average beer, beer podcast episode 15 closing it out boom cheers guys cheers